If you can wade into the political arena and make it out unscathed, you must be doing something right. Brian Burke is your host for Kitchener Today on City News 570. Good afternoon. Welcome to Kitchener Today. It is Friday, February the 18th. This is the end of the world as we know it. All right, that's probably too fine a point on it. Uh, thanks for joining up on this final day of Kitchener Today with Brian Burke. Kitchener Today will continue with a uh, with a host of people, a cornucopia of conversationalists, if I can be so alliterative at this point. I don't know who they are. You all discover the same time I do. Uh, coming up this afternoon, uh, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, a professor of food distribution and policy with the Faculty of Management and Agriculture, at Dalhousie University. Every time I mention Sylvain Charlebois, I get an email from somebody who says it's Dalhousie University. We will answer that question today. I know it's Port Dalhousie. Yeah, near St. Catharines. Right, but Dalhousie University is nowhere near St. Catharines. I don't know if anybody's checked. <laughs> but I have. I know where it is. So, from Dalhousie University or Dalhousie University. We'll find out. The final word. Uh, Vinod Gold will join us about vaccine hesitancy. Why not have one more thing about the vaccine? Uh, why doing your research, own research doesn't work? I think I might have the answer to that question, but we'll see. And we're, gonna, we're trying to connect with some of our people in Ottawa to see uh, what exactly is going on. We had Cormac McSweeney on yesterday, and uh, he told us what he was seeing, trying to get a look into there as this kind of slow-rolling arrest thing seems to be going on in Ottawa. It's quite, it's quite bizarre. Would make a fabulous TV show and one day probably will be. And then, of course, the phones are open. Well, let's be honest. The phones are open all day today. Doesn't matter. Don't care what you want to talk about. It's not that I've given up. <laughs> it's just, I just kind of figure that's the way this day is going to go. Oh, uh, so all that's coming up, but first. So those, I, everybody probably knows by now, I think. Repetition in radio is helpful. This is my last day. And I, you were there. I got a nice card. Yeah. That's nice. I didn't expect that. They right? went out for the whole five ninety nine. <laughs> I know. I know. It was, it's very, very generous and, and uh, very nice. And they bought us pizza today. Yeah. That Woo-hoo! used to be a pretty common thing. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been so much anymore, but that's also very, very nice. You know, I, I, like, I, I, I just want people to always understand that I... That I want to leave on really good terms. I do because you mm. never know. Thank you for leaving. They bought us pizza. <laughs> well, I don't, maybe I'll just come back, leave again, get another free lunch. Oh, I like that. Not the worst idea I've ever had in the world. Maybe that would work out. I have no idea. And this is so exciting! Look who's here. Who? Look who's here. This is when I wave at Brent. Brittany Bordelone, released from exile. In the flesh. How did that feel this morning as you as you sucked in lungs full 
of cool, clear air. I was I was actually very thankful that the virus decided to take the day off yeah. today now, for me. I think at and the, you. we now recognize <laughs> the power that I have. Yes. I can stop a virus. Suddenly well, you're allowed to come into the office. I know. It's, it's awesome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad I, to be I, here. I miss, I miss having your happy face and your toque and all those other things. I'm not wearing my toque today. Nah, for you, I did not I wear did. my toque today. <laughs> I know. It's very... But still, I liked you with your toque. So it's and and you've been so great since you started here. Has it been has it been a year yet? Yes, it's almost been almost two, Brian. Has it? <laughs> Holy cow! July it would be two. I, th- I thought you started. I thought you started in July of, of twenty twenty one. No, was twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get out. I can't remember anything. Don't you anymore. remember January twenty twenty one? I was sentenced away into right. exile. Right. So it was wow. <laughs> That, that's an indication of just how much fun we've been having uh, Well, I was going to say, I hope that this means that it's fun. Well, it, with me, the pandemic, this time just all blurs together. Like, I can't remember whether an event happened last week or last year. Like, it's 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 just crazy. Well, and, and because, like, when you work in this environment, everything, right? It's just mm-hmm. everything. It's mm-hmm. just, every, like, I, I know for the rest of you, as you scroll through your social media and maybe consume other media, that it seems to be everywhere, Come on in here for a couple of weeks. And it's, mm-hmm. it is everywhere. It has consumed our lives for the better part of two years. So maybe that's what we're playing the Freedom Song for. So yeah. It, it is nice to have you back in here. And then, Thank and, you. And that's awesome, especially, you know, on my last day. I yeah, like that. it's lovely to spend your last day with you and not through the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'd miss 14 of your phone calls. I never <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you finally call me back or answer and I go, where were you? Well, I went to the washroom. Jeez. Or something. I <laughs> forgot to turn the phone on. Something like I do that all the time. It, it happens fairly regularly. Is it me or is it hotter than a sauna? It in is here? really warm. Oh, yeah. In this here. Is, they keep Look at it, that. Well, 26 degrees. Yeah, with, this thing out. Oh, it, yeah. it's already at the lowest temperature. No, it's, it's oh, that's fake. Scary. It doesn't actually it's, work. <laughs> it's like every other thermostat in every other radio station I've ever worked at. I don't believe that it's actually hooked up. Someone needs to send a fault report. Well, I could do that, but I'm just not entirely sure anyone's going to pay attention to it these days. Hey, let's talk to Gary. Gary, talk. Hello, Brian. I haven't talked to you for a while. Well, you've changed that. That's correct. I just wanted to wish you the best, and uh, hopefully we can continue to have Hungry Man dinners. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? We're going we're gonna to replay that a little later on today, Gary. So uh, stick around. I think we're planning to play that around 145 or so. Mm-hmm, 145. Yeah, it's uh, the TV dinners, but if you haven't heard it, has been nominated for actually no radio awards whatsoever. <laughs> it should be. It should be. <laughs> but uh, we're going to replay that, and that was, that was just a very funny moment. Uh, I just want to take a moment for this as well. Decided to take on the job of the world's oldest matador. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's bullfight. That's not what that is. Right. Uh, I just think this is really dramatic music. I just, I was thinking they changed the Olympic theme well, and everything sounds out of tune. Could, could be one of those as well. No, I play that because it just seemed to be, it seemed to be necessary music to uh, to to actually thank Louisa D'Amato at the record for. A lovely chat the other day. She uh, she she made me cry. Damn it! Don't do that, Louisa. And and I know that there are oh man, there are opinions on Louisa D'Amato's columns. So that means she's doing it right. Yeah, she can be provocative. <laughs> she can yeah. be very. And if you saw the picture 
as I'm standing in front of a mahogany bookcase full of leather-bound books, what could be more perfect? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very nice article. Wasn't thrilled with the local legend headline. We can, leave, we can do without that. But uh, it was very nice and a nice opportunity to reminisce. And I, and I, got, I got a whole ton of respect for the work of people like Luisa D'Amato and, and other people who are in the media. It's not the easiest job anymore. anymore. So mm-hmm. it's maybe, maybe, maybe a good time to move on. I made the assumption that you would have something. Yes. You have learned over <laughs> Good assumption, Brian. <laughs> yeah, in the early days, it was like, do you want me to do a bit today? Yes, it's a regular thing every day on the show. Always do a bit. <laughs> yeah, and if I didn't do one, I would be publicly shamed. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, for the last time, a Brit's bit on Kitchener Today with Brian Burke. Are you guys into spice at all? Like huh. spicy food? Spicy food. Um, <laughs> I am more into it now than I used to be. Okay. My tolerance has slowly gone up over the years. I can now usually do medium of anything, and I'm okay. Medium. Okay, that's not spicy. Are you you one of these really spicy people? Okay, I like spice. Like, I like sriracha, all that stuff, but I'm not, I'm not, like, everything has to be doused in absolute, like, your hot sauce, your mouth's on fire, you can barely breathe, you can't talk, like, that sort of thing. That show, um, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank here, where they, the chili pepper oh, yeah, eating yeah. contest that you told me to watch, I watched, could not do something like that. Anyways, KFC it has launched their um, Kentucky Scorcher sandwich, okay? That's, that, that's what it's called, the Kentucky Scorcher? It's called the Kentucky Scorcher. They're saying it's for people who are hungry for spice but unsatisfied with the current Think they are hot, but they're not options. <laughs> so this is super spicy. Super spicy. It it has got a, a how do you say the Sco, Scoville? Scoville. Yeah, Scoville, the, the Scoville. Scoville level of 13,500. I don't know what that means. The Scoville uh, chart uh, measures the hotness of things. So the higher, All right. the, mm-hmm. higher the hotter. So it's the Richter scale of yeah. spice. Yes, and it's got, actually got Carolina Reaper in it. It's apparently double the level of Tabasco, and it's so hot that they're actually serving it with a bottle of milk. I, I don't understand people who, who need to heat, eat things that hurt them so much that it's unpleasurable. Yeah, I don't get that. That I don't understand And myself. then you combine it with Kentucky Fried Chicken, which, let's be honest, <laughs> probably the bonus of the Kentucky Scorcher is that you can no longer taste the chicken. Well, okay, <laughs> if you read their ad, they say, they say, this is how they start, okay? The Kentucky Scorcher features a 100% chicken breast. Oh, good. That's way better, good to know. Way better than the 94% chicken breast <laughs> I was eating the other day. <laughs> I like my breasts at 100%. <laughs> Doused with signature Scorcher sauce, smothered in spicy mayo, and topped with crunchy pickles, all on a toasted bun. Is there something out there that says made of 64% chicken? Because <laughs> maybe it's just me, but I don't see that as a selling point. Do they sign, Do they make you sign a waiver? Because some places will make you sign a waiver if something's really spicy. Uh, that so, I've read so far, no. No, right. okay. So a waiver that says, I will eat this, but I will not go into your bathroom. I will go on. <laughs> yeah. Or if it burns a hole in your stomach or oh. something. Or, or worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock and Ronnie. I don't do nicknames, but I'll do it today because I'm a nice person. Rock and Ronnie, go ahead. Thank you, Brian. All the best, eh? No, no problem. In your new venture, I think you could move over into Dave Jaworski's chair maybe, eh? Nope. No, I did. I did sit in Dave Jaworski's chair a couple of times when I was acting mayor. I'll bet you did. And that's when the city went straight into the tank. 
Yeah, and uh, you know what? <laughs> You're going to be missed big time. Um, I'm sure Brittany and uh, Mike there, Fargy and Polly, they're going to say the same thing. When you guys get together, I've said this before, it just it, it, break, it, it breaks you up. It's just amazing <laughs> the comedian you people are. <laughs> they're great, and, and uh, I'm sure uh, you, we're going to miss that, that's for sure. So all the best, Brian, and, uh, and uh, all your endeavors, okay? I appreciate that, Ronnie. I really do. Look, I, 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 got, I said this in an email earlier, but these guys are so good to work with. Paulie just... I never have to tell him a song or a clip to play. He just picks it up right away, <laughs> right? Which is which is, and and we got comfortable early on because because Paulie asked me. He said, "Do you care if I if I play other things during the show?" I said, "No, go nuts." <laughs> I said, "My my biggest strength I learned in this business is my ability to react." So I was really happy when you surprised me. Look, I get entertained too. So yeah. I, like I love that, and I think it makes the afternoon more fun for you. Yeah, just definitely the yeah, pushing yeah. of the buttons. And Brittany, you were so good at letting me make fun of whatever I wanted to make fun of. I am surprised you still got married. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> and you spoke at my wedding. I know. <laughs> And it was, I, it was, well, I don't think that was your it choice, was not planned. B- B- Brian just decided to walk up and go, I got something to say. No, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> no, he was a pro. It was, was your it mother. Planned? My mom approached him <laughs> and said, would you get up there and say a few things? I think he had a few drinks already in him, too. And he's like, well, I don't have anything but planned, but sure. Wait a minute. Never never seen a microphone I didn't like. Well, that's, <laughs> that part's actually true. So, yeah, it, no, it was kind of fun. Tom, go ahead. Brian, I'm, uh, I'm a little shocked here. I just I didn't know this was your last day. I I have thoroughly enjoyed your segments, particularly on the free for all Fridays, and that it's given us viewers a, a, an opportunity to you know weigh in on some subjects, say some crazy things, and you've handled it very well. I I have to really say that it's probably one of the best radio talk shows I have really thoroughly enjoyed since I've been listening to talk show radios. I've uh, you know I'm really I'm really sad to hear you're going. I. I know I don't know where you're going to go. You're probably going to land on your feet somewhere, and you do. I think you'll do very well. But I, I really got to miss this show. I, I want because you were talking about something yesterday. I really like. I I couldn't afford to buy pot today if I tried the way it is today. <laughs> you know, I, what I used to get for thirty dollars, and I'm saying this is back in the day when I could pay for thirty dollars. And I and I tell these kids today that something they just look at you is like what? <laughs> <laughs> and I see. Could get a whole room sold in one joint too. <laughs> Tom, stay off the stuff. It's affecting your brain. Come on. <laughs> All right, take care, okay? All right, thanks, thanks very much. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it's you know, and that's the funny thing. One of the reasons I wanted to do this was because I was when I was unceremoniously booted out of another place years ago. I never got the chance to do that. And I always I always said to people, look, if you're prepared to trust me on the first day, you have to be prepared to trust me on the last day. Yeah, that's that's an interesting way to look at right? it. Right, yeah. and, and like I'm not all that interested in Johnny Fever boogering my way out of this. It's just it's it's just not the way to go. You don't don't burn bridges. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very common in radio when someone hands in their resignation. Instead of waiting two weeks, they they're not allowed on the area. Yeah, you're buried in the backyard. Yeah, we used to call. <laughs> you never get a chance to come out again. Shanaz, go ahead. Hey, hi, Brian. Hey there. I didn't know either that you were leaving. It's just that usually I'm listening on the drive-in, so I kind of sometimes catch part of the program and not all of it, and then on the way back sometimes the reruns or the other things. So um, 
I don't know. Where are you going? I didn't. I don't know the story. Oh well, I will. I will tell that story a little later on today, Shanaz. Oh, to be honest, uh, okay. it's probably best that I leave it until then. But I, I, I do have somewhere to go, which is yeah, good because okay. my my wife is telling me to go somewhere all the time. Okay. And the other thing you guys were talking about that whole pandemic phenomenon—it's so true. Like our sense of time is totally warped. Like I have no idea of, about what happened in 2021. And, or, or was it 2020? Like, it's so, you can't. It's all just a big blur. Yep. Yep, they are the lost years, I think, Shanaz. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you tuning in. I really do. Uh, these, uh, this is funny. These dates, February 18th, February 19th, are just, so much has happened to me on these dates. So I have this, right? Uh, 41, 41 years ago tomorrow. This. Oh, wow. My first, first kid. Wow. 42 years ago tomorrow, my mother died. Wow. All around these dates, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just I know, I'm terrible. I'm a big suck, especially for my kids. I'm a terrible suck. But 41 years ago today, she was born. And uh, so I figured, what a nice way to end it. Plus, mm-hmm. I saved the seven bucks on a card. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I cannot tell you how many times. And she's usually listening. I, I can't t- and I don't know how that happened. My kids are all in their four, 30s and 40s. And now they've become talk radio aficionados. I warn them, as you get older, <sighs> you will eventually listen to talk radio. And uh, anyways, I know she listens. And, and we laugh all the time that I don't buy her a card. I just say, you know, happy birthday on the radio. So I got a year. To find a good radio station <laughs> where I can say happy birthday on so I don't have to pay for the damn thing. Has she ever said, Dad, this bit's getting old? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's usually the best way to guarantee that I continue it. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Oh, by the way, Brent, while you're there, I need to have my Brian music at some point today. You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't know if it's, it was up earlier in the week in the rotation. I want to make sure it plays oh, today. Oh, a man called Brian from yes. Monty Python? Yes. All right. I need to have that on at some point today. Yeah. Because it's all about me. Guy, go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, Brian. I just want to wish you all the best in your next adventure. And uh, you're going to be sorely missed on the radio. And whoever's going to be filling your shoes, they have large shoes to fill. I appreciate that, Guy. And, uh, and look, I... Uh, Go ahead. I work in I, I work in sales, and I am a strong believer that people buy from people. And I listen to the radio because I'm listening to Brian Burks. I'm not listening to Five Seventy News. <laughs> uh, I, Rogers are, are going to live to regret their decision. Let you go. All right, thanks, guy. I appreciate I appreciate the call. Whoever steps into these shoes, I ask you t- for one favor: give them a chance. Just give them a chance. Let. You may have tuned into the first uh, week of this show four years ago and went, oh, my God, why are they putting that idiot on the air? You may, you may, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if you did. Wouldn't surprise me if you still feel that way. (laughs) But even me doing this with a couple of years of experience, it takes some time to find your feet. It takes some time to discover exactly how you want to display your persona on the air. And there aren't a whole lot of people like me in this business doing this job. So for a lot of people who may jump in here... It may be the first time, so let's have let's have a little bit of kindness. Give people a break because uh, yes, let's be arrogant. These are enormous shoes to fill. 
They're actually size eight. <laughs> I'm actually quite surprised I don't tip over more often because I have these little, 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 little tiny feet. So they're, they're not big shoes to fill. And uh, whoever comes in here is going to do their very best. And you know what? As a listener, you can help them out. And that's what I expect you to do. My best dad voice. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Welcome back to Kitchener today. It is the uh, it is the final version, at least with me uh, at the helm of it. Uh, coming up a little later on this afternoon, we'll talk a bit about vaccine hesitancy. We can't talk about everything all about me, although I'm happy to do that. Uh, also, still working with our uh, with our Ottawa colleagues to see if we can get somebody on the ground there, tell us what is going on, or at least from their point of view. And of course, the phones are open because it's Friday. That's what we do on Fridays here. The phones are wide open. Uh, through, uh, well, basically from 145. However, I will tell you today at 145, we will play the legendary TV dinner clip, which, as I pointed out, has never been nominated for a single damn award, and it certainly should be. Throughout the week, I've had a number of who I like to call favorite guests on the air. Uh, includes political science professor Peter Bolstoncroft, includes Ari Goldkind, just a list of people who I find pretty interesting and who have always gone out of their way to join the program. Sylvain Charlebois is one of those. He's, he is a professor of food distribution and policy with the Faculty of Management and Agriculture at Dalhousie University. Good afternoon, Sylvain. Good afternoon. I can't believe that uh, I'm joining you uh, for your last show. I'm honored. Uh, well, I, I, like I say, Sylvain, I have always enjoyed talking to you. You bring great perspective to things. And I do remember a time when you were driving out in Western Canada and took time from your drive to actually come on the program, which I thought was really cool. That's right, yeah. That was, that was, while I do travel quite a bit, or I did travel quite a bit before COVID, and I started to travel again. I'm actually in uh, Tampa Bay right now. I'm a visiting scholar at the University of South Florida for the winter. But uh, I've always enjoyed our, our chats together. Hey, you know how to take the right visiting scholar approach. Go down to Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're living the Florida life. My my, we have three daughters with us. My son is at Dow, a, a student. And my our three daughters are with us, and they're actually going to school here. And so I've asked them, you know, here's your here's your job. Try to explain to us why Trump got elected president. So they're infiltrating the education system here in Florida to understand that yeah, well, for all of us. That's it. Hey, it's, a, it's a worthwhile project. Uh, I have to ask you a question, Sylvain, because every time I have you on, somebody complains that it should be called Dalhousie Del- University. Is that right? It it's incorrect. Uh, it it is Dalhousie. Yeah, that's the real name. Dalhousie is the street you find in Ottawa, uh, where there's a lot of protesters right now. <laughs> That's the Luzi because they're delusional. <laughs> <laughs> and there's and there's Port Deluzi down near St. Catharines, but I've always known That's that correct. that it's Dalhousie University in in Halifax. So I don't know why this particular listener always wanted to tell me it should be pronounced Deluzi, but we and, have. A, and by the way, Dalhousie University is older than the country; it's two hundred ten years old. I know it is. Yeah. It, it, it does some spectacular work down there, and and you're part of it. Look, we just uh, we just got. Let's talk a little bit about food here, because that's kind of what you do. And uh, we just got another inflation report. Is is food really the driving factor of our inflation numbers right now, Sylvain? 
Well, one one of them, absolutely. Of course, uh, when you look at the report, there are other things driving inflation, including uh, cars uh, and and now fuel as a result of what's going on uh, between Russia and the Ukraine. Uh, so, thank thankfully, I mean, it's it's just not happening at the right time to to basically fuel up and uh, and to move anything around. Online is costing more as a result of the uh, of, of geopolitics, but um, I mean, food inflation is a, a concern for the Western world right now. It's not just Canada. I know some people uh, enjoy using the uh, the term "just inflation," uh, signaling that this is a Canadian problem. It's not. It's a global problem. Uh, in fact, here in Florida, the food inflation rate is over eight percent right now. Uh, so in Canada, in January, uh, it was reported that the food inflation rate is at 6.5%. We've never actually had uh, that uh, rate since 2009, uh, when uh, Lady Gaga's poker was number one on the charts. Do you remember those days? I do. <laughs> there you go. But it's been a while, and, and frankly, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I went back uh, in, in the archives and, and, and looked at products that would actually price the same um, today versus 2009. I found five products that are priced exactly the same now as they were back in 2009. Do you know what they are? No, no, tell us. So uh, the first one is tofu. So if you're into (laughs) tofu, you're basically paying the same price. Uh, But other products are actually more popular. Peanut butter. Peanut butter is priced the same as... Uh, 13 years ago. Uh, also, bananas, price the same, sugar, and flour. So those are the products that are priced exactly the same as 13 years ago. So is is that, why is it? Is it just because, like you mentioned, supply and demand to some degree, but obviously nobody eats tofu, so who cares? Um, what <laughs> well, clearly you don't. No. No, I can I can soften up some cardboard. Tastes pretty much the same to me, Sylvain. Um, but is it well, supply I mean, and demand that drives that? Sort of, sort of. I mean, uh, there's there's always some adjustments. Like tofu, for example, demand for tofu is actually up uh, in the last little while, and uh, there's been uh, some. We do actually produce a lot of tofu in Canada, and uh, and and the industry has actually adjusted. So there's plenty of tofu for everyone, including you, Brian, if you're tempted at some point. <laughs> uh, but for bananas. Again, bananas is actually a, a well-organized industry dominated by four companies, um, and it's a pretty stable uh, market, uh, amazingly. Uh, many years ago, it was actually hit by crime, and but they actually cleaned everything up. Farmers are taken care of, distribution is taken care of, and that's why it's been stable, unlike avocados. Uh, avocados are all over the place. There are cartels, crime, and that's why you walk into a grocery store, your avocados can be four or five dollars, and the next day could be down to a dollar. So it, it, when there's when there's a lot of fluctuation, uh, it's either the weather or or crime. I, that was a fascinating documentary I watched on the on the avocado industry, and uh, it kind of brought to light how. There's an awful lot of food cartels in this world, aren't there? Oh my God! Uh, I mean, let 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 us exclude Canada for a second here. <laughs> but did you know? Uh, did you know, Brian, that there's actually a ban on Mexican 
avocados in the United States right now. You cannot buy Mexican avocados right now because uh, a USDA agent was threatened, uh, allegedly, the week before the Super Bowl, so last week, and they decided to ban Mexican avocados as a result. So I went to the grocery store yesterday, and you couldn't find one Mexican avocado, although uh, there were some uh, lovely avocados from the Dominican Republic. So it's politi- it's always political, and, and when there's, whenever there's crime involved, uh, governments will tend to uh, send clear signals that this is just not right, especially in the United States. It makes you wonder almost if the if the food industry in some ways is as is the same as the drug industry. <laughs> well, I mean, there's uh, I mean, there's there's lots of, of food fraud going on, and uh, and frankly, I, I've always been concerned about food fraud. And what I mean by that, you know, they'll sell you organics, uh, and it's not. They'll sell you a local product, but it was actually imported. I mean, there's there's some of that going on in Canada. Uh, it's just we're not necessarily looking at these cases. We'll look we'll look at alterated case uh, where an ingredient was uh, replaced by another ingredient that was cheaper. We see that in honey and and wines and vinegars and uh, and spices and things like that. But we haven't really done a good job in Canada to try to uh, see uh, how we can better control. Uh, the integrity of our food systems. Uh, I know that all, like Loblaws and Sobeys and Metro are very careful, obviously, because they don't want their brand to be tarnished, but it is absolutely a problem, and, and all of these acts are criminal. If there's one thing out there, Sylvain, that you see as kind of being a big food story the rest of the year, what is it? Uh, so uh, I'd say there are two things. Uh, one is uh, is uh, a phenomenon called shelflation, and what I mean by that is uh, is that supply chains aren't working well. So, and I think most of your listeners have heard that before. Supply chains aren't working well. When they do not work well, it will cost you more. That's basically how it goes: more fuel, more time, and more spoilage. When you go up at the grocery store, you'll find that a lot of products aren't as fresh as they used to. They actually buy some products, and you go home, and all of a sudden you have to throw some out before consumption or before even before the expiry date. That's called shelflation because it actually makes your the cost of food more, higher for you as a household. So I would be careful with that. Work with the supply chain as much as possible as a consumer, and, and you'll be able to save some money. The other issue, of course, is inflation overall. I mean, this is not over, Brian. This is just the beginning. We are expecting several months of higher prices, and uh, and people will need to be careful, and will have to change their habits uh, as they progress through the spring and summer. Uh, Sylvain, thanks for your time, as always. Hey, you take care, Brian. All right, Dr. Sylvain Charlebaugh from Dalhousie University, professor of food distribution and policy with the Faculty of Management and Agriculture. He often writes... Uh, You'll find him in op-eds all over the place. You will find him from time to time in one of our go-to sources, which is The Conversation. And if I haven't encouraged you to go to theconversation.com, conversation.ca, then I encourage you to do that now because there is always, uh, there's always some great insights in there. You won't necessarily agree with all of them, but those insights do exist. And Sylvain writes on food policy at a variety of different levels 
And hey, you know what? There's that's how you do things. You get out of Halifax for the winter, and you take the summertime teaching position at the University of South Florida. Heck of a good idea. <laughs> I go to the telephone. Blake from Cambridge. Go ahead. Brian, uh, just inflation. I, I can't help but comment on that. I mean, sure. uh, he, he printed $400 billion in cash. I mean, he he caused inflation. Uh, they, they, they interfere with the central bank's decisions in keeping the interest rates low. The value of a dollar has gone down greatly under the leadership of uh, JT. And, you know, he says it's not his fault. I'm telling him he's wrong. But, but, so he so is, be a is food it, expert, is, but he's not an economic expert. So the, high, the higher he, prices of oil on the world market are Justin Trudeau's fault? Uh, yes. Uh, How are they Justin Trudeau's fault? Whoa, 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 whoa. Energy independence. XL Keystone Pipeline being canceled, and then we uh, approved the Nord Stream. Um, it's very simple. They are trying to clip our economic wings. They're they're putting us in a big, big hole. And it's your last day, Brian. Who's they? Stop. See, we've had this conversation before. I know, but who's they? Tell me just who who they are. The people that are trying to pull the strings. And if you if you just hear me out here, sure. Elon Elon Musk is become worth three hundred billion dollars. Right. The guys that think they run the world are like. Oh my God! This system works way too well. <laughs> so the guy can come from nothing to become that, you know. And honestly, uh, you look at all this—the things going on in the world. I, I don't know. I, I just—I just don't believe it. But inflation is definitely a Justin Trudeau medal. He earned it. He deserves it, and we deserve it. Uh, ba- budgets balance themselves. And oh, by the way, I don't give much thought to monetary policy. Well, numerous, well, numerous, but numerous. Blake has to admit, numerous, numerous governments have borrowed numerous millions of dollars. Let's look at Ontario with our conservative, let me put it in air quotes, fiscally responsible government has borrowed billions as well. So it's Doug Ford's well, John, fault too. John, John Tory told uh, Doug Ford to act like a liberal; he'll get reelected, and that's probably true. Okay, so it's Doug uh, Ford's. It's not just Justin's fault; it's Doug Ford's fault too. No, it's not. Uh, monetary policy is a federal issue, and at the end of the day, uh, you know the hole that Kathleen built, Wynn built for us with uh, Gerald Butts, who's now with our federal government. Don't you see the pattern? Well, do, like well, yeah, but okay, how, now, it's Doug Ford's hole now. Well, Doug Ford... But he gets a pass from you, right? I'm not happy with the guy. No one is. He's got to go. And I would have loved to see Polivier run for the provincial uh, premier office rather than federal, but what can you do, right? Well, but when you don't have to be held to account to anything, Blake, you can say whatever you want. Well, is that me? That's that's Pierre Polyev. (laughs) Oh, well, we'll see. I, I think he'll be brilliant. Um, at the end of the day, uh, we all want the same thing. Uh, we want to uh, be in control of our lives. Uh, we all need to breathe. We need food, clothing, and shelter, and we have to work to get those things. And I just think we have to make life simpler and stop arguing with each other constantly about these silly, silly things that end up being no- no-brainers in 10 years or 5 years or 3 years. You know, the division and the divide is an unhealthy thing for everybody. But anyway, but we, hey, have to, we have divide. Golf Blake, we have, buddy. Yeah, but Blake, we do have divide on all kinds of things. Like, no, we, I know, but we can find virtually no consensus team. about anything except the women's hockey team. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's not, I think if we can be civil about it and not act like the other guy's a moron just because they have a different opinion. Oh, you know, that would be so, so, so nice, Blake. I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. My goodness. <laughs> All Thanks, good. Blake. Lots of love on your last day. I'm glad I called. 
I am too. The, the just inflation thing where he tried to deflect it. He even pulled up the Donald Trump word to make everyone happy with his words, you know. <laughs> I, you know those Actually, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really interesting idea to have your your adult children go down and find out why people voted for Donald Trump. I think it's a great question. I I have no issues with that. Well, honestly, I think he uh he 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 definitely hit a chord and uh he has 50 to 60% of the population on his side, and if he chooses to win, I think he will. I don't, I don't know if he will. Man, he's almost 80 years old. Can't, I mean, can't younger people. We need some younger people, Blake. Thanks for the call, man. I really, really do. I really appreciate it. And, and look, here's one of the things I, I am going to miss in stepping away from this role. I love, I love the election stuff. I love the political stuff. I love the possibilities that are out there. I, I think those are great discussions. We're going to miss this provincial election. Uh, and the discussions that we can have around it, because I, I I do really enjoy those things, but I, I just keep wondering when, and and whether it's Joe Biden or whether it's Donald Trump, these are all guys in their late seventies. I'm not saying they don't have value, but where is there another generation of leaders somewhere? I don't know. Don, go ahead. Hi, Brian. Uh, congratulations. I hope that you're going to go into politics and maybe you can run this country. No, I've done it before and, uh, you know, to some small degree. And I just, uh, I honestly don't think that's me, to be honest. Oh, that's too bad. I love your uh, (laughs) opinions, though, and I appreciate listening to you every day. All right, thanks, Don. I appreciate the call. Take care. Yeah, and and look, I've had... uh, Dave Jaworski and I have not made some kind of evil plan to do anything. I don't... I've done it. Um, there were some great parts of that job. There were some other really frustrating parts of that job. That's no different than any other job in this world, right? No matter what you're doing today, there are moments of it that are fabulous, and there are moments of it that you can you can happily do without. And uh, I think what we really need to do is get more people out there having the discussion, similar to Blake's point, but let's have it in a in a civil, decent way. And I, I truly believe that in many ways, social media is no place for it because you can just fire off shots. We don't have to sit there and deal with the nuances. And I quite simply don't have the patience to sit and type away on those, on those forums all day long. But I, I think we can do a little bit better in terms of Blake's right about this too. We all kind of want to get in the same place. We're not sure what that place looks like. But we do all want to get to the same place. It's just a matter of how we get there that matters. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Food inflation is a concern for the Western world right now. It's not just Canada. I know some people uh, enjoy using the, uh, the term just inflation, uh, signaling that this is a Canadian problem. It's not. It's a global problem. Uh, in fact, here in Florida, the food inflation rate is over 8% right now. Sylvain Charlebois, food professor, Dalhousie University. You can follow him on Twitter, in fact, at the food, pro- <laughs> the food professor. Now I've got it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit later on. We're still hoping to hook up with some of our people in Ottawa at one thirty this afternoon to kind of see exactly where things are in this, whatever this is, right? This slow march to arrest people. Some arrests have already been made of uh, organizers of, again, whatever that is in Ottawa. Stopped being a trucker convoy a long, long time ago. A fascinating time to to be able to watch and observe 
and see what happens. And, and I'd be honest, certainly not something I really ever expected to see in this country again, having been around for the invocation of the War Measures Act back in uh, 1970. Uh, didn't, didn't expect we'd see that again. Steve, go ahead. What's up? Well, you called me, Steve, so it's kind of on you. Okay, that was <laughs> So they're kicking you to the curb, eh? No, 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 no. I've made, I've made the decision on my own. We had a disagreement. Life goes on. Yeah, well, life's rough. It is at yeah. times. Yeah, I, I wanted to phone earlier, you know, but... Uh, it doesn't really doesn't really matter. It's just what it is. What are you gonna do, you old timer? Oh, I I I got a couple of irons in the fire, Steve. Maybe we'll let them with some of those out a little later on today. But uh, I appreciate you uh, calling in. I am I am gonna let you know. You can read the you can read the article in the paper and find out if you want as well. Nathan, go ahead. Hey Brian, uh, just wanted to call in and uh, thank you for all your years of radio service listening to you for the better part of 25 years since I moved into the kitchener Waterloo region. Hopefully we can uh, get together and play some bingo again one day in the near future. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you never know. That... From uh, from me and the rest of the bingo bunch, uh, congratulations on this next chapter of your life, my friend. Nate, thanks very much. Appreciate the call. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I hear it's interesting. I hear from a lot of people, and, and one, of the, I, one of the things I really do love about social media is the opportunity to connect with people. And um, uh, the article that was in the paper yesterday was shared. There is a, uh, it's kind of a behind-the-scenes website that involves itself in, it used to be all things radio in southern Ontario. It's kind of shrunk back now to mostly things radio or broadcasting in the greater Toronto-Hamilton area. But somebody did post uh, that story on that board yesterday and uh, then somebody commented, who I worked with uh, doing overnights in London, Ontario for a while, and the only thing I can really remember, and this is back in the late 70s, was he drove an AMC Pacer, arguably the one of the ugliest cars ever produced. The Gremlin was a close second, but the AMC Pacer, as everyone called it at the time, was a pregnant roller skate. But we worked, uh, we were both kids, obviously, worked uh, all nights live, at a radio station in London. Those jobs don't exist anymore. Nobody works all night. Nobody works live. Nobody does news all night uh, like I used to at that point. Well, we had, a, we had a really good time together, and I'm actually one of the worst people in the world for staying in contact with people I worked with. So Facebook kind of allowed me to do that when I first joined it. I think it was 14 years ago. It allowed me to reconnect a little bit because I'm terribly lazy when it comes to that. Uh, still much more to talk about. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Uh, Do your own research. It seems to be a battle cry amongst some people when it comes to what has been going on in the past two years now, starting off with what really was at this time two years ago. Oh, look, there's a virus. That looks troublesome. 
and to where we are today. Vinod Gold is a professor of cognitive neuroscience at York University, writing in the conversation, says why doing your own research doesn't work. Good afternoon, Vinod. Good afternoon, Brian. How are you? I, I'm not so bad. This this battle cry of, of do your own research certainly has picked up a lot of steam, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And uh, it, it, it's a, uh, uh, I think it's mistaken because uh, most of us, certainly I, am not qualified to do my own research. Uh, on vaccines or many things. I have an area of sort of a body of expertise in neuroscience that I feel quite competent to uh, sort of move around in, make uh, choices, make decisions, uh, make contributions. But as soon as I step outside of that, my ability becomes very limited. And I think that's the case for most people, for my neighbors, for uh, even my medical doctor, my general uh, GP. Uh, he also relies on experts uh, in, uh, in in viruses and uh, vaccines. So he, you know, so yeah, no, it's a, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. Um, well, I generally, uh, I will generally take my car to a mechanic to fix something. There are certain things I can do. I can put on a windshield wiper, things like that. I I generally tend to trust what the dentist is doing, or trust what my own. Le- family doctor is doing, but this this determination to, quote, do your own research seems to have grown more in the past six months, and I, and I guess that's because there's a segment of the population that's lost a fair amount of faith. Uh, yes. So I think there's sort of two reasons for this. One, this, uh, this battle cry, I think, has been sort of a long time coming. Uh, since the uh, Second World War, there has been sort of a dethroning of science. Uh, science got knocked off its pedestal during the 60s by the social scientists, and you know, there's sort of a separate story about that. And um, so I think this is part of it. This is why more and more people feel quite confident in, um, uh, in having an opinion on everything and being very, uh, very certain, uh, the, the degree of certainty that people exhibit is actually quite frightening. I mean, I, you write in your article about in-groups and out-groups. What, what is that all about? Yes. So the basic model that we have for judging behavior is reason, right? You're a reasoning uh, uh, individual. I'm a reasoning creature. And by reason, what we're talking about are uh, sort of three things when we're talking about reason. One, we're talking about some sort of goal some beliefs, and sort of a, a, a coherency relation. So in the example of the vaccines, your goal might be to live a healthy life. Your beliefs might be things like the vaccine is safe and effective. And if that's the case, then the coherent relation would be to vaccinate, right? That that's reasonable, sensible. If your beliefs are the vaccine was rushed or is dangerous, uh, it's a plot by the government or big pharma, then you would not vaccinate. Now, so the big, the, sort of the main issue here, so what we do here is when people choose not to vaccinate, we're saying, aha, they have the wrong beliefs. They, they are sort of being guided by misinformation. If we correct that information, then they'll draw the correct conclusion and vaccinate. So what I'm suggesting, this is a very common model. I mean, this is a ubiquitous model of human reason. And I'm suggesting that this model is incomplete. 
that our reasoning system, uh, you know, is not this sort of uh, um, uh, thing that floats in midair. It's not powered by angel dust, but it's tied to our biology, uh, to, to our evolutionary history. And so it is affected by, you know, various other systems, that biological systems that we all have, autonomic systems, instinctive systems, associative systems. And so what I'm suggesting here is that these systems also have an input uh, in to sort of modulate the reasoning process. And with the in-group, out-group, this, I think, is an instinct. This is not a reason-based thing. And we, you know, the in-group, my group, is always good and beloved of God. Your group, well, that's a more suspicious, you know, entity. Certainly, uh, God doesn't love you as much as God loves me. So, um, and then we find great deal of pleasure in associating with our group. And surprisingly, and this is frightening, we may even find more pleasure in hating the other group. And so, if you sort of take this system, and if this system is also is modulating the reasoning system, then if you're finding more pleasure in associating with your group and hating the other group, and the other group is the one advocating the vaccine that consists of scientists and government groups and so forth, then you, the, irrespective of whatever the rational choice is, you're going to, there's more pleasure associated with going with the instinct. So you're going to go with the in-group, out-group instinct because there's more pleasure associated with it. And, um, but if you are uh, among many of us who include the scientists uh, in the uh, in-group, the in then our rational choice and our instinctive choice push in the same direction. And so it's an easy, for many of us, it's an easy choice uh, to be vaccinated. But if you, are, if you belong to sort of the, uh, identify with the other group, then if that group is pushing in the opposite direction, you're getting more pleasure from that than from actually, uh, than you're getting from the rational decision, the coherent decision, then, you know, it's going to be very difficult to uh, accept vaccination. And again, the important thing is this is not a failure of re the reasoning system. This is, it's not that these people can't reason or are not coherent. It's just that uh, uh, the way our reasoning system is set up the, you know, they're identifying with this other group and they're deriving greater pleasure in identifying from, uh, with that group uh, and associating with it than in actually um, uh, accepting the rational choice. And, and so it's, a, it's really a matter of, of what people are comfortable with in some ways, and it goes both ways. It goes also the way of those who are more than willing to get vaccines, right? So it's, this is not one or the other. Oh, absolutely. No, no, that's right. So the... Um, Similarly, with those of us that uh, uh, are willing to get the vaccine, the, um, you know, there may be some that sort of on the fence line and then, you know, with reason they can be persuaded. But um, for many, the, uh, you accept the reason and you already belong to the, you know, the, the, the science group is already part of your in-group. So both things, the rational choice and the in-group is pushing in the same direction. So it becomes a very easy decision. Uh, for some, it's, uh, you know, you may sit on the fence a little bit, but then you may get, uh, with sufficient evidence, you do change your mind and you do vaccinate. So that's, a, you know, uh, but for others who, um, despite all of the information that you might throw at them, uh, choose not to get, uh, uh, still not to get vaccinated, 
then the issue is that the, uh, uh, they are being pushed in the opposite direction. To, you know, the rational choice is pushing you in one direction. This is pushing you, the instinct is pushing you in the opposite direction. And it's overpowering the rational choice. And it's interesting in your article, you talk about three strategies that can be used to deal with vaccine hesitancy. But the really interesting part about that to me is all of those strategies were at one point or the other used and had, I guess, varying amounts of success. Right. But at at this point in where we are with uptake for the third shot, certainly, I think, cratering at this point, I look at those strategies and I and I go, well, it doesn't seem like they'd have any better chance to work now than they did then. Well, the uh, the with the three strategies, the, they, they've been tried to different extent. I mean, I think the primary strategy that we've been used that has been used is the reasoning strategy: provide people with more information. And yes, that that's important. But I like to think back to the, uh, I mean, I'm old enough, I grew up in the 70s, uh, uh, in fact, in Guelph, um, and uh, the smoking campaigns, the anti-smoking campaigns were just starting up then, in the 70s and 80s. And if you recall there, the first attempt to sort of curb smoking, uh, the habits of smoking, was uh, putting those labels on the cigarette packages, the general, uh, Surgeon General's warning labels. And that sort of appeals to the rational brain. It tells you that this could be dangerous. But it turns out they, what those labels were not all that effective. What was much more effective was a more visceral strategy of not reasoning with people, but showing them, letting them feel the consequences of lung cancer by showing them, you know, lung diseased, uh, uh, lungs diseased with cancer, patients on uh, ventilators dying, and that, I think, was much more effective. Certainly the tobacco companies fought it much harder than the, uh, the warning labels. So this, um, and what's important here is it doesn't appeal to reason, because reason I don't think is the problem here. It's appealing to something much more visceral. And the, um, I don't think we've tried this to as great an extent with the, uh, with the pandemic. There's been some discussion of it. But it hasn't been a, uh, I, I don't think, a, sort of a major strategy. What we have tried are the, uh, the uh, sort of the incentives and punishments uh, to some extent. And they, again, they don't deal with the reasoning brain. They're about the associative brain, right, reward and punishment. Uh, we studied this for 50 years um, in the 20th century. This is what psychology was sort of all about. And uh, they... They have been tried sort of inconsistently. So Quebec, for example, uh, came up with the idea of the uh, tax uh, on the, um, the unvaccinated, the health tax. Uh, but I think they've abandoned it now. Now, with this, what's interesting is what the data shows, uh, what the behaviors discovered is the reward is much more effective than punishment. So simply rewarding people uh, for getting the, uh, the, the vaccine uh, will be effective. And I mean, what the number at what they, they sort of switch uh, is will vary individual to individual, but uh, um, so. I, but again, it's a non-reason based uh, strategy. But the, I think the point that you're making is now sort of two and a half years into this, we're sort of all getting um, uh, fatigue, right? We 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 were, we're uh, pandemic fatigue, and that further complicates issues. 
Rena, thanks for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. Bina Gole is a professor of cognitive neuroscience at York University. The interesting part will be, what do, we, what do you learn from that in the future? I don't know what the answer to that question is. Fred, go ahead. Hi, good morning, or afternoon. Um, just a couple comments. Uh, comparing going to your mechanic, you know, taking that advice, taking these advices of what the people are trying to tell us, that, that's my health. The car is not my health. The other thing is, you know, I'm doing my own studying on this, but I'm going back to the people that were the our so-called experts prior to this, just because they're not going with the flow of it. Now, no longer they're the experts. These are people that have won awards and everything, and now we're not to listen to them? So how do you make the decision which one's right, Fred, if there's a 1,000 on that side and a 1,000 on this side? Or, and we know the proportion is a little different here, but... Regardless, how do you make that decision personally on who's right? And I'm glad I've held off on taking the vaccine because I'm seeing and hearing, you may not agree, but of the injuries that are happening out there to people. Where are you seeing them, Fred? I'm seeing them even on your news. Really? There are people out there, you go even ask at the hospitals, and you look at the numbers of stillborns and everything. No, Fred, oh, that, this, that, oh, that is a complete oh, no, no, and no, no, utter no, 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 falsehood. No, 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 no. This is my research. No, your research is crap. The stillborn thing is a complete and utter falsehood. I cannot be more clear. Scott, go ahead. Brian, that was mighty rude. I hope you give me a little bit of courtesy. I'd be happy to, Scott, but just don't propagate lies. Well, Brian, the same goes both ways. Sure. Maybe not a lie, lie, but a, a view. What, well, let's go back to your your interview you just because that was so totally confusing, and I don't know where the heck the guy was going with everything he was saying. But you know what? People will make their own decision. Like everybody was on board, herd immunity. Let's get everybody immunized, and this and that. People are still getting it, so that's why there. I think there's such such skepticism. Oh, well, Scott, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you on Scott. I've said this many times before. Brian, there can be no right and no wrong. It's personal choice up to then. You can't say to somebody, if you don't take this, because we, we know better than you do, if you don't take this, well, meanwhile, it's not wor- totally working. If you don't take this, we're going to prevent you from traveling, or we're going to give you a fine, or you're going to have to pay if you get sick. And Well, yeah, and I write, Scott, there has been a significant amount of skepticism added to it. I would argue that a year ago, if you were told that, you probably didn't think the same way you do now. You know what, Brian? If right? it was up to me, I wouldn't have had any of my shots. My, you know what? It's it's. I haven't been sick. I had somebody in our household who was sick who has all of their shots, their booster shot, and everything, and they're the the healthiest one in the home who was sick, and nobody else got sick. But I, I don't like taking something into my body or being forced to or told to that it's it's crushing the world. It's going to crush, and you know if everything's plateauing health experts seem to be saying everything's going away kind of or i don't know what you know the flu the, the common flu has miraculously disappeared off the earth like well we never we never really tested it. we never really tested for the flu scott we didn't run a testing program that said it was always a guess at the but best of how, times. Do we, how do we all of a sudden know another strain is coming omicrons they've got to be testing every oh yeah yeah they do there. test but it's not as if scott that everybody who gets a a sore throat or the sniffles get t- gets tested for the flu but there, so there is testing that's out there. There's no so question. So somebody passes away in the hospital, and they contracted corona while they were in the hospital. If they passed away from something else, is it classified as a corona death? It was classified as having COVID, yes. If, if, they, if they carried that, that doesn't necessarily mean they died of it. Like, we're, we're still beating the same horses we've beaten. For, Scott, look, I, I agree with you. 
that a lot of people have become very cynical. I get that and skeptical. I get that too. And and we look at it differently than we did a year ago. Rightfully so, probably. Andy, go ahead. Um, hi, I got the uh, shot about eighteen weeks ago. My second shot, and um, I'm only now finally getting my strength back. Right. So I mean, there are harmful effects to it. You know, but, I mean, they may not last permanently, but I guess for some people they might. Some people were certainly fatigued, Andy. I was fatigued for a couple of days. Yeah, but 18 weeks? I, I, I don't know, Andy. Did you report that to your to your health care provider? Yes, I did. Yeah, I talked to him, yeah. Okay. And that's some people are affected more than others, Andy. It's very true. i got to take a break. Some people are affected more than others by by anesthetic for dental work. It knocks my wife on her butt for three or four days. Other people... Up and about in no time. So, yeah, I'm not saying that people didn't suffer some level of effect. But if you want to go the extreme end, that didn't happen either. This is Sketch Here Today on City News 570. This battle cry, I think, has been sort of a long time coming. Uh, since the uh, Second World War, there has been sort of a dethroning of science. Uh, science got knocked off its pedestal during the 60s. So I think this is part of it. This is why more and more people feel quite confident in, um, uh, in having an opinion on everything and being very, uh, very certain. The, the, the degree of certainty that people exhibit is actually quite frightening. Vina Goal, professor of cognitive neuroscience, York University. A uh, couple of people to get to, and not a whole lot of time. I don't want to cut you off on this today, so... If I can ask a couple of you to hang around till after our one thirty news update, that'll be best. But uh, Sean says he'll be quick, so we shall take Sean at his word. Go ahead, Sean. Brian, Brian, I'll be super quick. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe that 90 minutes before you go off the air on your final show, people are calling in and responding to somebody who said, do your own research isn't valid, with literally, I did my own research as the first line of their phone call. You are a saint, Brian, for the <laughs> things you've dealt with. And in the next 90 minutes, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy your retirement. I can't believe you had to deal with this on your last day. Uh, enjoy no. your next phase, my friend. <laughs> no, no worries, Sean. It's my deck of cards, and that's, and that's just fine. It's, oftentimes it's difficult when people are talking about what are fairly complex things, certainly on the radio, because we tend, I think, sometimes to listen to the radio with half an ear. We should use our entire ears, but sometimes we listen with half. And... Uh, what our guest was discussing was how sometimes we're just not wired to do our own research. And I know we want to. Certainly the longer things last, in this case, you want to do our own research. Um, but maybe if you read the article, you'll probably get a better understanding of it. You can find it in the conversation um, of exactly what he's saying. And it's, it's an interesting concept. Brought it up simply for that reason. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Let's get on down to the main attraction with a little less talk and a lot more action. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we had been hoping to get a hold of our people in Ottawa for this uh, time frame, but uh, perhaps that surprisingly, they're a little bit swamped. So we're still digging away at that. But in the meantime, we're here. We can talk about whatever we were talking about. We'll go to James first. James, go ahead. Hey, BB, how's it going, my friend? I'm all right. Just want to congratulate you on a, an awesome career. I've you know I've followed you 
ever since a teenager back in the CFCA days, <laughs> and, you know, through the Cool FM. Well, the CFCA uh, you know, days is when I got to say things like, now the weather forecast for the CFCA listening yeah. area. <laughs> Don't miss those days. <laughs> yeah. You remember that, uh, you guys did that on Cool FM, you did that uh, stunt for April Fool's with the loony? Yeah. Yeah. When the loony came out, that was the best one ever, man. Yeah, that one worked out pretty that. well. That was that was. Remember how many people were going to the bank? I <laughs> <laughs> was one of them. Yeah, well, it was well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, whatever you do in the future, I know you'll be great. So I just wish you all the best, and thanks for all the years that you've, you've served for the community. James, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Manny, go ahead. Hey, man, I um, I'm just I'm kind of confused on what your guest was saying about like so. Is he basically suggesting, like, don't inform yourself and just listen to what other people tell you because they're the experts and no, you can't possibly... Okay. No, not, not really. Uh, what, okay. he's, what he's really suggesting is, look, Manny, you may be a guy who digs really deep into the stuff and goes further and further and further and further and further, right? Uh, but, yeah. you know, and maybe may we're talking about immunology and all those other things, which, let's admit, we, both you and I, probably don't know everything about it. No. Right? So, and, no. I, and I think it's not unusual, Manny, for all of us as human beings to look for information that confirms what we kind of sort of already think. Confirmation bias, yep. Right. That is, so he's talking a little bit about that, so, so be aware of that, which I think okay. is a, is, it, it ain't a bad message no matter which side of the convoy you're sitting on. 100%. And you know what? I, I, you know, I, one thing I will say, though, is that I, I thought it was an interesting take by him to say that but then he had kind of like his own obvious confirmation bias where it was like well messaging behind vaccination is rational and reasonable so therefore everybody who got it got it for those reasons um or that if you're if you're not getting them then you're not listening to reason and you're not being rational um i mean that's kind of a tough take you know, from somebody who I thought would have a little bit more perspective. Yeah, and you know what, like Manny, that. in all fairness, it's 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 unfair to unpack the whole thing in a radio interview. That's one of the problems. Yeah. You know, in, yeah, in, a, I mean, in a written piece, you can kind of go over it and go, wait a minute, maybe I didn't quite hear that the same way I thought I heard it. For sure. Because, I mean, like, I, what, I, what I would suggest is, like, you know, we should probably really stare at one glaring thing about... Um, everything to do with COVID and is the amount of coercion um, that took place throughout it to increase vaccination. I mean, what would the rates be if there was no no coercive policy attached to it? Yeah, you know, interesting. For better or worse, right? Like, I'm not I'm not trying to say, you know, just because I'm not vaccinated doesn't mean I hate them still or anything like that. Like, I completely accept why somebody would get it and would continue to. I get it, right? Like, I'm not, it's not that I don't get it. It's that, you know, part of what I think to be reason and ration to me is I use my mind to process logic. I use my heart to see how it feels and I check in with my gut and if, to see if it feels right. I need all three of those to, to be in, in sync for me to make a decision. And they just haven't been yet. And, and, that's, just, you know, and that's no different than many, the way anybody else makes their decision. And some of us will rely right. more on how we feel and some of us will rely more on our gut and maybe therein lies the problem on some of the decisions we make, whether it's COVID or otherwise, right? But that's I the know. same way we process all of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just wanted to say, you ride into, off into the sunset, sweet prince. <laughs> There's, you, you're, you're, I, and I, you know, I don't know if it's too cliched to say it, but I think you're one of the 
last of a dying breed. And no. uh, I really appreciate you. But That's uh, very nice, yeah. Manny. I appreciate that. Of course, I just got a note from somebody on Twitter that said, you helped propagate all the ding-dongs. Go make some money. Fine, I will. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> Thanks, Manny. Appreciate the call. Uh, and you know what? we we got lots of time. An hour and 25 minutes. I don't want to carry all of it. I really have no interest in carrying all of it. I have a plan for about 30 seconds of it at the end. So I'm kind of leaving it up to you. Lorraine. Well, Brian, it's been a slice. It has been fun. You've been, you've <laughs> been, so, uh, you've been so nice to have on the air. Oh, well, thank you. I've enjoyed the variety and the controversy of all your, with yourself and the listeners. And, boy, you sort of learn something new every day. Uh, you know, one of the things I will say about this, Lorraine, over the last four years is uh, I have not gone through a day where I have not learned something. I know. It's just fantastic to be able to do that. Your, the puns and your plays on words and the other also thing, the insistence on your cl- on clarity when you're, somebody's not quite being, they're up and down and backwards and forwards, <laughs> and uh, the, some of your callers have. So anyway, I haven't heard from Mary lately. Mary, uh, I know, Mary goes down to Myrtle Beach every winter. Oh, okay, okay. But I don't know where exactly Mary is. We don't have an email address for her, and it's funny. Somebody actually on Twitter just mentioned that, the other day, Lorraine, it's who's going to tell Mary what's happened. Yeah, and, right. and my yeah. wife and I were actually talking about it the other night. My wife is terribly concerned oh. that Mary's <laughs> going to come back and find this out. Oh, so, God, where is he? <laughs> if there's anybody out there who knows Mary and, and can get a hold of her, that would be that would be awesome. I thought maybe Kyle had it at one time been in touch. You know, you know, that might actually be a way to do that. Kyle, I, no, I swear you're listening out there. Right. Can you get a message to Mary, Kyle? Let yeah. me know. Right, and anyway, best of everything for you and yours. All right, thanks, Lorraine. Take Marie. care. Uh, don't be too careful. That's boring. <laughs> Try not to be too careful on the best of days. Jason, go ahead. Oh, I just want to thank you for all the time that uh, you did on the radio here. It's been great. And then just my comment on the Ottawa protest there, I find it kind of interesting. The arrests I've been seeing so far, the cops haven't even had to lay their hands on them. They just turn around, put their hands behind their back. Good. So it's kind of... This emergency order, putting a war measure act on them, kind of seems a little radical. Emergencies Act, not the War Measures Act. Let's be clear about that. Jason, I'm glad that they're being arrested without incident. We don't need incident. We need to get past this. That's what I was trying to say from the start. They were there for peace. They didn't bring... Uh, I'm not sure I agree with you on that, Jason, but at least this is working out the right way. That's the important thing. Well, did they bring their children there for a wartime insurrection, or did they bring their children there to peacefully protest? Uh, Well, you'd probably have to ask everybody who brought their children. It may be as simple as the fact as, I don't have anybody else for child care, I'll bring my kid. That's where I'm leaning. Well, I wouldn't be be taking my kids if I was planning on storming the Capitol and stuff and hurting people because you know it's going to end bad yeah i don't think anybody i don't actually think jason he was planning on doing any storming or anything like that i'm just glad that it is it is coming to an end because it needs to yeah it's good that it's uh peaceful and uh it'll look bad on trudeau at the end because he didn't need to do all this but anyways thanks for everything i hope you have a great uh i hope everything works out great for you and i enjoyed having you on the radio thanks jason <laughs> we don't we don't agree and yeah there's plenty of times i hung up on jason i get it <laughs> happens it's okay. Joe, go ahead. Oh, hey, Brian. Um, I just wanted to say um, this is your, our last hurrah on the radio, mm-hmm. and um, I wish you all the best. I found out what your new gig is, and uh, actually Kelly found out what it is. I'm not going to say it on the air, but well, no, it, 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 
It is in the newspaper. So <laughs> yeah, it's not. I guess it's not really a secret, but I, I'm not going to say anything about it out of respect for you. But I got to say, it's a little not as sexy as I'd hope for you in your next <laughs> game. But, but I digress. I, I'm not one to judge. And I wish you all the best until we have that beer. Yeah, we will. Um, we'll take care of that as soon as and, we can, Joe. And one more thing. Manny and I are back together again. Ah. For better or worse. And we're, uh, we're not doing all the things we used to do, but we're back together again, and I don't judge anybody anymore. All right. We are bringing people together, Joe. That's good news. You did that. <laughs> Joe, I appreciate I really appreciate the call. It, look, to be honest, I haven't been, I haven't been hiding where I'm going so much as I just haven't been talking about it. Uh, there's, I realize some of you may not think there's much of a difference there, but there is. Um, I'll get to it in, the, in a second, but we don't want to make Robert last any longer because Robert has something to say. Robert, go ahead. Well, other than the fact that we probably agree on music a little bit since we both like Emerson, Lake, and Balmer, I wanted to call and say a, uh, a happy, very happy and successful future for you. You've been a great guy on the radio. We have not always agreed. You're right. And by the way, even on your last segment, I was going to say to you, by the way, I've got kids that are in their 30s, and most of them ran out to get this vaccination before they ever thought of anything. They were only interested in, what, you're taking my travel away? (laughs) So remember, I agree with Manny, the coercion part there. If you took that away, if you would see the number of people that would have lined up for this vaccine as opposed to what did, I think you would have seen a, a very different response. And if I may, I think we may disagree on a lot of things, but you may agree with this. I always believed that it was best that this government would have turned around from day one and handled it like this. Hi, guys. There's a problem. Go see your medical doctor. As opposed to having everything else shoved down our throat from everywhere around the planet. Yeah. So the bottom line is I want to wish you the very best, but always bear in mind something. We're dealing with, and you get mad at me when I say this about media, <laughs> but I'm still waiting for one body to be found from the Camp Loops kids. A lot of tree roots, apparently, but no bodies. And remember, media ran crazy with this. Apparently, how horrible Canadians were, were disgusting, vile people of how we treated uh, the, the, uh, the natives. And look, look what the Catholic Church did. And yet not one body has been pulled up. All right, and uh, Robert, I am, I am going to disagree with you on that, but we'll, we'll leave that for another day. Kyle, can you save me? I can save you. Okay, do you have a way to get a hold of Mary? I do. Okay, get a hold of Mary. I will do that for Tell you. Tell her what's All going right. on. And uh, going to be uh, my final talk to you. So I just want to say. No, it's not. It, it, well, no, on it's the not. radio. No, it's um, not. Thank you very much for everything. Eh? Like <laughs> from the catch up to the dating advice to when I was going through a little bit of a hard time for, you know, putting bingo together and meeting new friends and stuff. I really. Really just want to say thank you very much, Brian, and I hope you all, I wish you all the best, and maybe we can go golfing this year, you know. And, and so. Kyle, I want to tell you something, because, because early on in this iteration of the program, there were a couple of times when I actually went a little bit too far and made a little bit too much fun of you, and I'm not sure that you really noticed it, but I did. And uh, I, I toned that back, and I changed it. Because I thought it was, it was not very fair of me, and I'm happy now that you're in a good place. No, and you know what? Honestly, it was I was laughing the whole time. My friends loved it and stuff. So, you know what? From me to you, my friend, thank you very much for being a, a good friend of mine, okay? No worries. All right. Thanks, Brian. All right. Who do we go to now? Manny, oh, you're back. I thought you were leaving. How can I miss you well, if you won't I, go away? <laughs> I know. That's, well, that's the thing. I just I heard Joe say something, and... Uh, 
look, I only played squash with the guy, so don't be dotting any I's or crossing any T's out there. That's it. All, all right, right. stop he it. Left it very open. It's all right. weird. All right, let's. Okay. It's, it's not weird. It's it's just let's just let's 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 just be friends. That's just we that. are. That's okay. it. You help you actually. He's being honest. You you did help that. He he uh, he apologized to me. Oh and, nice. Uh, and. Yeah, no, you help with that, and I appreciate that, too. But i got to tell you, man, I didn't want to follow up with... I was just telling a joke, but, man, Kyle, I was going to grab some tissues, man. Watching that guy, <laughs> listening to that guy grow over the past little bit has been great. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he, you know what? He's, he's a good kid, and you're a good kid, too, Manny. Well, How do you know I'm a kid, bro? I can hear it. Come on. You don't have the <laughs> grizzled sounds of cigar and whiskey in your throat, my friend. That's how you can tell. <laughs> it's easy. Uh, got to go to a break, and then we'll do some other stuff. But first... We'll talk to Andrew. Andrew, go ahead. This is the final time, man. Oh, I tell you. I don't know. We'll see. We we started off rough. <laughs> I still considered you a lot far left lived world. You were wrong, you, weren't you? Even though you are a conservative at heart. You're you're a legend, man. Um there was a radio personality in in New York that was on Fox in the evening. And that guy was a liberal, but I loved listening to him because he made sense. He was a liberal, but I listened to him because he made sense. Wait a minute. What's going on? Because <laughs> he had a personality where he would listen to people like you. He would he would get people on the air that didn't just absolutely agree with him 100%. And he died like two years ago of cancer. And when he died, I was heartbroken. Because there's nobody else on the air this, these days that will let you come on like you do and say, say their peace of mind. And you listen, and then you come back, and you say your piece of mind. And all the radio stations I listen to, it's like, it's a little snippet. The guy comes there, he'll say something, he'll be cut off, and off there he goes. But, man, the last four years was fun. I, it was <laughs> it was really fun listening to you. It was fun going back and forth with you. The, the other guys you have on is even better. Uh, I don't call in a lot, but I listen all the time. And you are a legend, and I hope you understand that from everybody. Andrew, I, I, I appreciate that. I really do. And I actually, I would get so many emails and messages on Twitter and stuff like that from people who would say, you have to, you have to stop Andrew. You have to stop Andrew. I, I want to tell you this. Andrew actually grew a little bit, a little tiny bit, as a human being. He really did. Right? Now, look, he's still, he's still never voting for Justin Trudeau. That much we know. <laughs> But, you know, we, we just, I, I love having the conversations. Um, I spent a long, long time in this business doing interviews with people. And then, you know, you format those interviews, get a segment of it to use. And I mentioned this in, in the article that, uh, that Louisa wrote from the record, that one of the great advantages of, of having this kind of a job is the ability to kind of sit here. And when you get a guest on, when they're interesting, whether that's an Ari Goldkinder or a Sylvain Charlebois or anybody else, that you can spend some time and listen to things in the entire context of what they say. And that's, that's a valuable way, I think, to be able to consume information. It's one thing to read someone's article in the conversation. That's important. Um, it's another. We're used to our, our couple-of-minute reports on television. And no disrespect to the thousands of people. I know in television, but it is a visual medium. It, t- it medium. It tells that story visually. And when you're sitting down talking with somebody for five or six minutes and you're only going to use a 15, 20, 30 second clip, it's a hard job to actually 
pick out that clip and do it right now. Brent's looking at me because he's going to he's a news person now. Take this into heart here, Brent, that it's a tough thing to find that clip. This format gives you the opportunity to just, you know, just let it roll, which I found to be absolutely fascinating. Rush, go ahead. Uh, yeah, thanks, Brian. I, it was getting it was getting very uh, very emotional here, so I thought I'd uh, <laughs> I thought I'd come and ruin. It's coming ruin everything, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, ruin it with a big big argument. Um, no, I'm just I'm just kidding. I I, I wanted to say thanks again. Uh, yeah, I thought you've done a, a fantastic job. Um, I'm not sure what the format's going to be uh, uh, next week. I hope that um, I hope that they they continue on with uh, with more local content, and that this isn't a a, a start of a syndicated sort of. Um, sort of a process here. Um, and uh, and I just want to say that while I'm sure you had a little bit to do with it, I think I had far more to do with Joe and Manny's reconciliation. Oh, I agree. Um, Absolutely, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, take care, Brian. Thanks again. Bye now. No worries. Thanks, Rush. Appreciate it. Uh, Terry, Walter, Billy, we got plenty of time. Uh, but we are going to take a bit of a break here. You might have to hang on until after the news because I want to do some... Oh, no. We'll get to you after the news. We'll make this work. We'll take a bit of a break here. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Holy cow. Let's go to the phone. Terry, go ahead. Hey, Brian. This is the farewell, eh? I guess. Yeah, listen, uh, uh, when you first came on, I remembered you, and because uh, the other radio station, of course, uh, you did that Super Bowl trivia thing at that one restaurant, and I go, oh, no, I'm never going to get through to this guy. He's the one that always kept kicking me out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's been a slice, and uh, I always believe that sometimes if you stay in a place too long, not that I'm knocking the situation, because I don't know. Like, I, up until this last job that I've had, I've never stayed in a place more than five years, because I find sometimes it gets stale and, and tedious and whatnot. So sometimes change does work for the best but listen my mustachio devil maybe if i catch you at a uh a titans game there sitting in the old bob uger the bob uker wishful seats i'll come over and say hello <laughs> to you how's that that'd be fine terry i plan are you planning to go to the game on uh, monday i don't know monday i won't be able to go but uh you know later later in the season i, I definitely will attend a couple games if i see you there i'll say hello and uh and I wish you the very best at your new uh, your new venture there, Brian. I appreciate it, Terry. I really do. Appreciate all the calls. I, I, I can do this all day. I may have to do it all day, the way things are looking. Uh, Walter, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Brian. Listen, I just wanted to also thank you for uh, all you've... Uh, all you've contributed to the uh, shows, you know, that you do um, over the years, and also in the community, and especially with the uh, youth fastball uh, on the women's side and softball, um, it's been you know tremendous. And uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to thank you for all that. And uh, also, I heard you talking about a gremlin and an AMC Pacer earlier. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, it takes me back to the days, uh, uh, you, you know, like your from out in BC. I remember when I was young and stupid and me and my friends were crossing the border at a Soyuz in his, in his gremlin. And, uh, I didn't realize it until we got to the other side, like we were coming from the U S up into Canada. He had 22 pounds of weed in the doors and I couldn't understand why he only rolled the window down like about two (laughs) inches when we got at the border. And those are huge freaking doors on the, uh, uh, on that gremlin. And I was thinking to myself, like, I had no idea that this guy was doing this. 
and I almost choked him because, like, I like I would have been on the hook for that too. So, uh, but he also had a really cool Ford O'Connell line. You remember those things? The old ones had the motor in the middle. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really nice unit too. But uh, I know there's lots of people. I just wanted to, you know, yeah, thank you, and uh, hope everything's fine. Maybe I'll see you up at the bend sometime. My girls uh, are up there doing uh, outdoor uh, beach volleyball up there. Oh. So uh, maybe we'll be up and around in the summertime. I don't know if you ever make it down to the bend. I know you're up a little further. Yeah, but, we do from uh, time to time. There's no doubt about that, Walter. Okay, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Take care. Uh, interesting. He uh, he mentioned uh, girls softball, and I spent years in that organization. Served as president for a couple of years. Coached a few teams. We had some really, 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 really uh, strong teams for a long period of time. Once we rebuilt the system and uh, worked on teaching kids to pitch. And I ran pitching clinics for years with my youngest daughter. We'd travel around southern Ontario because she was she was really, really good. <laughs> Way better than I was. And uh, and it was, a, it was a really good time, and it was, uh, I, I was asked over the space of the winter whether I wanted to come back as a coach for a high-level rep team, and I just, I just couldn't make it work. Probably a good decision in hindsight now that I look at it. Uh, Chuck, Billy, I see you. You are first up, I promise, on the other side. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. It is the last version of Free Phones Friday. Dancing Brittany Bordelone in the studio with us. You never heard this song before we used it on this show, did you? I sure didn't. This is a fabulous <laughs> piece of progressive rock. It really is. <laughs> Got an email from somebody yesterday remembering when uh, Farwell and I were talking. Farwell was talking about his, fading, his favorite bands, and of course he only has one, so there's that. But he said, you know, who, you know, who else could match up with Rush? You know, in terms of musicality, my answer is pretty quick. Emerson, like Palmer, few people can play like this. Holy cow, some of these people have been on hold since Tuesday. <laughs> Chuck, go ahead. Hey, how are you, Brian? I'm all right. That's good. I'm sorry to hear that you're leaving. Life happens. Yeah, it sure does. Anyways, I uh, just wanted to wish you luck and... Hope the next person has about as much tolerance as you do. <laughs> well, it can certainly be ground down a bit, Chuck. Let me just tell you that. Oh, I said ground to Chuck. See what I did? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, let me see. Billy, go ahead. Hello. Hey there. Sorry, Bill. Sorry well, for putting I, on I hold. I gave you my sentiments on, uh, on Facebook. Ah, yes, I got I'm those. Sorry to see you leave. That's all right. Thank you. And, uh. You know, you're about uh, maybe a half a decade younger than I am. I find it interesting. Sorry, I'm huffing and puffing just out there with the snow. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's sort of interesting. I think you'd agree 
Yet here we are, worried about uh, this time Russian aggression and uh, a lot of other social issues we would wish were behind us, which seem to have raised their ugly head again at this time in our life. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, sometimes, Billy, I think about it as rinse and repeat. You know, if it's, oh, if, it's, yeah. if it's not Russia against the borders of Ukraine, it's Russia in Afghanistan, it's the United States and Kuwait, it's, this has been going on for a while. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, and I was always afraid that uh, if the uh, governments of Russia and China were uh, essentially one man authoritarian states, no matter what ideology they say they're following, that uh, they would somehow get together. And if you look on the map, that's an awful lot of real estate and, and uh, over a billion people between them. So we can only hope for the best. Yeah, that's uh, really all we can do. Billy, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Go to Paul. Paul, go ahead. Hello. Paul. TV, TV bingo, Paul. Wishing you the very, very best in whatever future this is that you haven't disclosed yet. You'd be valuable. You'd be a valuable asset to so many people in so many industries. Uh, you're a very personable individual and very well appreciated. I didn't realize this until 20 minutes ago what was going on when I clicked the radio on. I went, oh, my God, you've got to get on and say best wishes to him. You take real good care and uh, have a great year. I appreciate that, Paul. And, uh, you know, I actually, <laughs> I was sitting there at home last night and we bought the bingo tickets and we thought, well, okay, let's do the bingo thing. Brittany, of course, stopped playing months ago uh, because she's like that. Paulie continued to play, though. And uh, and I thought, well, there's the last one. But I think we, I think as a as a team, we worked together and built we built TV Bingo up into something. Whether or not it'll stay that way, because you know restrictions are loosening. But I I think during that first phase of the pandemic, we were really getting somewhere. We were we were giving people happiness. Well, okay, that might have been going a little over the top. Tom, go ahead. How are you, Mister Ryan? Good. What do you think? Is there a fundamental change in our country with this thing with with what's going on with uh yeah yeah uh, i don't know i, like, I, I mean the vaccine has a took a back seat to the uh taking over and uh, whatever you want to call it to uh, the new government and uh it the way it's going now what i see it, it's going to make trudeau look uh, really good when he shouldn't because all these guys took stands with uh and now you're seeing that they're uh, insurrections. I don't know. I just don't like where where the, where we're going with this. Tom, I don't particularly like where it's going either. I'm not entirely sure it's going to build Justin Trudeau's popularity down the road. That doesn't seem like. I don't know. We'll see. We'll get to look. I get to look at it from a little bit more on the outside, which is nice. Ken, go ahead. Hi, Brian. Uh, We've never met, but you are partially responsible for my hair loss. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm being blamed for a lot of things today. That's not fair. Well, well, it's because of your antics on the billboard uh-huh. uh, up at King and Bright Up, because I worked across the street. So you'd, I'd walk into that department the odd time, and there'd be nothing going on. And why? Because everybody who was supposed to be running machines would be hanging out the window watching you doing something or other up there. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you raised a lot of money for charity and everything doing that, but I was sure happy when you weren't up there. 
<laughs> Believe me, I was happy when I wasn't in that particular location anymore best either. Best of luck to you, Brian. I, and uh, maybe I'll run into you at Waterloo Park someday. I'm a denizen of that uh, trail going through. There. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Can't appreciate the call. That's And that's a funny. We'll go back and we'll talk about a few of those days down the road. But I want to go to Rob. Rob, go ahead. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's all right. So listen, uh, the other day we were talking about Ukraine. If yes. you remember the conversation. Oh, yeah. Well, I went down the rabbit hole. Oh, I no. Followed, I followed the money. No. Yes. So, uh, are you ready for sure. this? Sure. I'll, I'll, well, let's see where this goes. Okay. So, Kristen Freeland. Her parents are Ukrainian. She's of Ukrainian descent. Still owns property. Uh, looked up, did the schooling in Russia history. Went to Russia, was followed by the KGB, nicknamed Frida. Um, so, you can see where the money is going to Ukraine. Okay. She's got she's got ties. Okay. And because of the Emergency Act, they have now shipped over five hundred million dollars already, plus eighty million dollars in weapons. That has nothing to do with the Emergency Act. It's got everything to do. It's hidden in there. No, no, it was clearly announced the other day. Uh, You got to read the fine print. No. You said it was hidden, but it was clearly and publicly announced the other day. Five hundred million dollars to the Ukraine. It was like it was on everything. And nobody talked about it. Okay, now you're not happy because no one's talking about it. So I've already disproved that nobody that it wasn't out there. Excuse me, I didn't see that. Then Uh, the only uh, thing I saw about the five hundred million dollars it came from the United States news. You need to need to watch more stuff, Rob. But point being, you believe watch more stuff. uh, What Canadian news? Yeah. Actually, uh, yeah, no. Uh, listen, we we know where Canadian news is going. Where's it? Where's it going? Uh, his speech was uh, about the six hundred million dollars is for the for you guys to say yes to him. Oh my God! I, I can't believe if, I if are you, you. If you didn't see that video, I'm surprised. I saw the video, and it was. I saw the video, Rob, which was actually from a get together they hold on Parliament Hill, which is supposed to be funny, which was the stupidest thing he could have done. That's where that video is from. Did you know that? It's coming back to bite him. Did you know where that video was from? Uh, no. Have you ever heard of the White House Correspondents' Dinner? Uh, yes, I have. And that that's the same thing. Okay. It's supposed to be a fun, stupid evening. They make fun of each other. That is the same kind of I thing. Mean, you know as well as I do that uh, some of the truth is in there. Well, the, every, every comedy has a little bit of truth. But the fact of the matter is, Rob, with that $600 million, it doesn't come here. Uh, no, no, I, uh, no, I know. I, and again, I already just said to you, Brian, that I know you guys didn't get it. It's the upper management and everybody else. The, the head honchos. Are uh, but, but if the head honchos are getting it and they're not telling me what, if the head honchos are giving it to, and they're not and they're not giving it to me, and the last week and a half proves that they're not giving it to me. I know that. I know. I, then I, how I, the hell does it work? I, 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 I'm not blaming you at all, Brian. I'm just saying I followed the rabbit hole. No, but if they get the money and they don't give it to the people who actually talk on the radio, what's the good? Because Brian, you're not always you're not always for what they say. No, I'm not. You you you, you have an opinion, so that's why they want you out. No, that's no no. Sorry, that's that's not it. Okay, that's you go away. There, I did it. <laughs> We're not going down that rabbit hole. Mark, go ahead. <laughs> good. good uh... Uh, final call there, or not final call. Anyway, Brian, it's Mark. Um, listen, I've enjoyed your show from day one. I've probably listened to you every day. And 
you're fantastic. You really are. And I, all the best, Brian. And I can't wait to hear what the heck you're doing next. I'm sure it's going to be something spectacular. I am never entirely sure what I'm doing Brian, next. Thanks, uh, Mark. Loved your show. Appreciate the call. Uh, we're going to take a bit of a break here. Paul, Gary, see you there. We're gonna, eventually going to get to the thing that I promised that we'd play at some point. But right now, you have the saddle. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. Okay, we're going to try to do this a little bit quickly because I, I want to get some things in. I know Betty's calling from Elmira yesterday, and I certainly want to spare some time for her. Uh, is this TV dinner, Gary? Uh, it is TV dinner, Gary. Okay, TV dinner, Gary. I don't know what you want to say, but we've got six minutes here, right, Paulie, to play the TV dinner bit? Gary, I'm going to put you back on hold, and we're going to play the TV dinner bit that we have much been threatening for days. Okay. All right, hang on. Go. Today is a National Wiener Schnitzel Day. Yeah. You know what else today is? No. National TV Dinner Day. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you can get Wiener Schnitzel <laughs> as a TV dinner. I don't think so. I think <laughs> TV dinners, I think, are largely uh, largely restricted to something that's hamburgery, but probably not from a cow. <laughs> Salisbury steak, I think, is a, is a common. Have you ever read the ingredient list on that stuff? No, but I know there's a lot of salt. It's like 97% salt. You can, you can defrost your driveway <laughs> with, with one of those. I'm not kidding. Just rub it on the asphalt. It'll take all the ice right off. <laughs> and, and I don't know. They, the potatoes, the little square thing of potatoes, yeah. that's not potatoes. That's glue. <laughs> That can't be good for you. <laughs> and then those those vegetable type thingies. Yeah. And then and then because here's a good idea because they taste terrible and they're bad for you. Let's make it bigger. <laughs> we'll get a hungry man TV dinner, <laughs> right? Because it's twice the size. <laughs> so well, essentially, you are eating the Sifto salt mine in Goderich. <laughs> it's unbelievable how bad those they things use are. What for the gravy that they do on some? I don't dinner. even want to think. <laughs> I want to. I want to say it's maybe the leftovers from somebody who had a hungry man dinner. <laughs> that maybe it didn't go well, but it can't possibly be good for you. And I've eaten some back in the day before my wife taught me how to cook. Right? I'll, I'll go get a hungry man dinner, and I'll feel like crap for four days. That's exactly what I'll do. Yet they're still out there. I wonder if anybody eats those. This is Kitchener today on Five Seventy News. So just, I, I think by now, if you've been a listener for a while, you recognize that the time from 12 to 12.30 is not really meticulously planned out. It really isn't. Because I had no idea about TV Dinner Day, and then that just sat me off for reasons that I don't understand. <laughs> that was epic. Now well, now we find out from, from the lovely Marnie, because she <laughs> said wife, it up, yes. she, she used to actually make them, and by make them, I don't mean heat them up. She physically made yeah, them. Yeah, she used to work at the uh, the old Campbell's plant in the Listowel area, right. and they that was one of the products they made was the Swanson TV dinners. So, like, did wow. she go outside, pick up the dirt, and then liquid it down so it could be the gravy? <laughs> Because that, that sounds like... Some, I don't I don't even know if any of that is... And here's the other thing. You had an interesting fact. That the yeah. first Swanson TV dinner, you needed to put it in the oven for 25 minutes. Yeah. To it, it said the original cooking time was 25 minutes. Definitely doesn't take that long now. Can you imagine 25 minutes of anticipation to eat that? <laughs> <laughs> anticipation. Oh, no. Like, like, to me, that's when you have really dropped into a, 
a desperate place in your life. Because <laughs> there are a lot of other frozen foods that you can eat, and some of them are actually pretty good. They're not horrible for you. <laughs> this, no, you're better off eating the tray. <laughs> At least it would actually have flavor. And I remember, I, I remember the Salisbury steak was one that would be common. Fried chicken or fried, fried something related to chicken. It could have been pigeon for all I know. But fried chicken and uh, the, 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 the potatoes. Polly's falling over. I'm riffing here. <laughs> potatoes that look like glue. And I, I'm not sure there were vegetables or not. What hungry man is right? Mine wants to eat vegetables. And then the dessert thing that I think, I'm not sure what it was, but at some point it may have brushed beside an apple. <laughs> Not sure. We'll have to maybe go into a deeper discussion of that someday. We're going to need some time, kids. Uh, members of the Frequent Listener Club, which, by the way, you get a 10% discount at almost every retailer in town. I made that up. That's not true. Don't ask for a card. Uh, you know that occasionally we drift off the rails, like we did with the Swanson TV dinners, which they, by the way, no longer call TV dinners. They dropped that part of the name. Here's the interesting thing. Swanson TV Dinners created these things. I think it was in 1953. And it became such a successful part of their business. They sold 5,000 the first year. They then got out of their other successful business, which was the Butter and Margarine Cartel. They got out of that and went strictly into TV dinners, or as they like to call them now, frozen pre-prepared meals. But there are, there are still, as far as the information I can find, nine dinners that are still available in that format. There's Swanson English-style fish and chips, I don't think it's English style. Nighthawk steak and taters. I imagine that's pretty popular south of the Mason-Dixon line. Banquet macaroni and cheese. Really? Uh, Swanson German style dinner. I would. It looks. To, I don't know what German style is because the picture. Oh, looks like there's a. Looks like there's some red cabbage in that. Well, that evening should end nicely. Uh, the Swanson meatloaf dinner. The Morton ham dinner. The Libbyland safari supper. Safari. Wait. Safari supper? What's in the safari supper? Is it camel? Is that what's in there? And then the Swanson Hungry Man turkey pie. All those are out there. It's been, I can't even, I can't even remember. Of course, they used to have the aluminum trays. Now they have the uh, microwavable ones. And uh, what else has changed? I don't know. But I think as we move through the afternoon and there's time to talk about this, (laughs) which I believe we should devote a significant amount of time to, I just, I find that fascinating. And by the way, fun fact, frozen pre-made dinners, or TV dinners if you prefer, a $9 billion a year business. Now that's, that's not all the Swanson stuff because there are others, there's Stouffer's out there and a bunch of others, but it's still $9 billion a year. That's incredible. (laughs) Even listening to that second time, Brittany is killing herself laughing. Uh, sitting here when she bothers to look up from her game of Candy Crush. <laughs> I'm not playing Candy Crush, Brian. Doesn't matter. I you, was listening to my obnoxious laugh. You, you know how powerful my rumor-making ability is. Uh, Paul, Randy, Gary, I see you there, but we'll let this guy go first. Uh, Brian Larkin, go ahead. Well, hello, Mr. Bork, and it's another Brian, but one that spells it with a Y. Yeah, the wrong uh, way. We should talk about that one day. I knew exactly where you were heading with this, but I just wanted to touch base on your uh, on your final show today to send the best from uh, the WRPS. Uh, 
we've had a long history with you. Um, some of it, you know, in custody, some of it yes. in custody. You no, know, and that's fine. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, uh, we want to wish you all the best in your next endeavor. And uh, thank you for everything you've done in our community. And, you know, obviously uh, the work that you do in raising important issues. And so I... Berkey, I hope this finds you and your family well and uh, wishing you all the best uh, in the next run. And uh, even yesterday, it sounded like you were getting ready for elections on Terry. You were kind of promoting democracy and voting. So you sort of sounds like you're in the groove. I'm ready to go. Brittany just gave you the dirtiest look in the world, Brian, when you said, Berkey, you know, look, you know, that's not allowed. We don't, I, we don't I, use that. <laughs> I know exactly, and but I think I could probably get away with it today. But uh, again, on a serious note, uh, wishing you uh, all the best, and thanks for everything you do in our community. And I know that uh, that your next adventure will keep you in our community doing amazing things. So all the best, uh, Brian, and uh, uh, best wishes. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. And uh, that's Chief Brian Larkin. I always appreciated Brian back in the days when I lived on that tent, where they make sure to have a cop come by now and then, just to make sure. That nobody had kidnapped me or possibly shot me with a pellet gun, which did happen, or throw an egg at me, which happened more than once. But they were always there was always there was always a cop around at that time, just in case anything uh, untoward happened, which happened very 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 rarely. And uh, but it was always it was rather comforting because some of the people who were assigned overnight duty to sit at the trailer at the bottom of the billboard. I'm not entirely sure that their security was my top, or their, my security was their top concern. <laughs> uh, Paul, Randy, Gary, we see you there. We will get to you on t'other side of the newscast. This is Kitchener Today on City News 570. People have been incredibly patient. They've been so patient, you'd think they were married to me. Randy, go ahead. Hi, is this Brian? It, it better be. <laughs> it is. I, I, I've never called in the show before, but I just wanted to talk about briefly about the truckers. Um, number one, I think they're doing a great job. And two, I think Trudeau's nothing more than a spineless coward. And I think he's actually a laughingstock around the world. Wait a minute, Randy. I've got to ask you a question. Trudeau was a spineless coward when he didn't do anything, so he brings in the Emergencies Act, and he's still a spineless coward? Absolutely. Yeah, there's no win in there, is there? But why wouldn't he sit down with the people and sit down and talk? What did that group want at first, Randy? They wanted their freedoms back. Okay, but was, was, there, was there not a document out there, a memorandum of understanding about overthrow, et cetera, et cetera? Their protests, their... Yes or no question, yes or no question, Randy. Was there a document like that? Were those demands that had been circulated? I don't know, Brian. Well, they were. I can tell you they were for a fact. Okay, but like I said, I mean, I still think that you sit down and negotiate. What could he he have negotiated? Randy, hang on. I get it. I understand when people say this, but what could he have negotiated? Get rid of all the mandates and get rid of the restrictions. And why does that group get the chance to negotiate. What what appointed them into that position? Because they're fed up. Lots it's of people like are fed up. All kinds of people are fed up. Sure, and yeah, here's my like bigger question, Randy. This is a this this is my bigger question. This is a loud group. No question about that. They've been very effective at being loud. 
I don't know whether they make up a majority. That, that really doesn't matter to me one way or the other. But I ask this question of everybody who's, who is really in support of this protest. Is it right to be governed by the people who can make the most noise? Well, if you don't want to listen, I guess you got to do something. No, because, Randy, the people who make the most noise might only be 10%, 20%, 30 of the population. doesn't matter what yeah. they are. It might even be wrong. And don't come out and don't come out and say that the vast majority of Canadians are disgusted with this protest. How dare him? He has no proof of that. No, and Randy, and I will agree with you on that. I will agree with you that the language that the prime minister used wasn't any help. But no, I but I can't see how any negotiation would have gone anywhere because there's no way he was prepared to do what yeah, they wanted because no. it was un, it was it was impossible. I know, but in the same token, too, it's like, you know what I mean? Like when they keep going on about the COVID levels, you know, Fox came out yesterday and, and Canada's levels have gone down by over 90% yeah. on the COVID stuff. Sure. So open everything up, get life back to normal, and that's the way it is. It's not going to go away. you got to learn to live with it, and move, life moves on. All right. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate the call. Look, I, I don't think we want to be governed by the people who yell the loudest. I just don't think that's the way it works. Gary, go ahead. Sorry I made you wait so long, Gary. That's okay, Brian. No problem. It's worth the wait. Uh, again, I want to wish you all the best. And uh, just for all of us Hungry Man uh, listeners out there, I always wanted to ask you, what's your uh, wish for all of us that are eating Salisbury steak right now? <laughs> I wish you get a bigger paycheck so you don't have to eat Salisbury steak. <laughs> it's really pretty simple. <laughs> Wasn't that much of a stretch, to be honest, Gary. Gary, thanks for your call. appreciate it. Paul, go ahead. <laughs> You know, I've been listening to 570 since the days of uh, Jeff Allen and Gary Doyle and that. And Well, I still believe that Rogers does uh, some censorship. It's nice to have a call-in show where you know that you're not going to get cut off just for saying something unpopular. Now, there's been times that I've heard callers on there, and I'm thinking, hang up, hang up, hang up. But you don't. You let people have their say. I'm a and believer, that, Paul, in many cases, of giving people enough rope to hang themselves. <laughs> To be honest, you know, for that, for that, you know, I commend you. You know, <laughs> it's been it's been a great run. I, I've really enjoyed it. The uh, but you know, I said the other day, you're leaving at just the wrong time. There's history in the making. Think of what's going to happen over the next couple of days in uh, in Ottawa. But more important, think about what's going to happen in Cambridge come the municipal election when a <laughs> group of like-minded citizens say enough is enough and we're going to take over Cambridge municipal politics. <laughs> then they'll be happy. <laughs> Listen, you know, I got to say though, the best thing I ever heard was your uh, interview with somebody who declined an interview. And I'm pretty sure you probably know who that is. <laughs> yeah, that I... was hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it... that. Uh, I got to get to a couple other callers here. Steve. Go ahead. Uh, hi, Brian. Hi. I'm a first-time caller on your last show. I'll be gentle. Okay, that's good. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, I really did appreciate listening to your show. I listen to your show every day on the way to work. And uh, it's good to know that you're out there trying to educate all these people that are misinformed about all kinds of different things. I appreciate that, Steve. It's uh, sometimes it's it's a tougher job than people might expect. I try, and I know that some of you are still going to disagree and stuff like that. But 
I, I can honestly tell you, four years here, haven't been told what to put on the air. No one said, you have to do this, you have to do that, you can't do this. I'm not sure how well I would have reacted to that. I know how well I reacted to it in previous lives, and it's not as good as you think. Andre, go ahead. Hi, Mr. Burke. Hi, Mr. Burke. Who with children? Yeah, put the children to bed. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm very happy and uh, to get in before you leave. Um, I haven't met you much, but I can say that uh, not by voice, not by size, you are a great person, and I'm going to miss hearing you. I'm going to miss sharing my feelings, my thoughts, and uh, I wish you and your family the best into your new journey. All right. Thanks, Andre. Always, I, I appreciate every caller. Appreciate everybody who calls for the first time. That's, we've had a few of those in the last couple of days, which has been really, really, really nice. Uh, let me see. Rudy, go ahead. Yes, good day. Um, i got to say I'm very sad with this. Um, uh, a little upset, too, because now what am I going to listen to on the way home from work? Well, well, they'll they'll have something new. I just can't tell you what it is yet. I don't. I'm not even sure that I know. You know, I've been listening to this to this station for the last about 25 years now. Uh, I've won some contests, little things and that. But um, I got to say, one thing that you said that affected me for several days one time was when I phoned in and I said my father died just be- before I became an adult, and you said, "So you never got." To that all stuck in my head for several days, and uh, that was a great comment, you know. But uh, I'm sad to see you go, buddy. Uh, thanks, Rudy. I appreciate it. Look, and that's something that uh, that stuck with me for years and years and years and years and years, never having that opportunity. Because, obviously, my father was growing up. I was a 17-year-old jerk, like we all are. So I didn't get that opportunity to do that. Darren, go ahead. Oh, hey, I just want to say... First of all, um, love your show and very sad to see you go. Um, I love your point you just made. We should not be governed by those who are the loudest. Love it. One final thing. Those truckers are doing one thing that is totally amazing. They're managing to make Trudeau actually look competent. This is the first thing Trudeau's ever done, ever, that I agree with. And I'm usually very right-wing and stuff, but... That those guys, the people who are, think they're for the truckers' protest, you have to bear in mind they are breaking laws. They're breaking noise. They're breaking laws. Period. And that's why it's totally warranted what they're doing. Darren, anyway, appreciate the call. Next endeavors. Thank you, life. sir. Appreciate the call. You know what's interesting about that is people on the right side of the spectrum often will consider themselves law and order. Yet you look at this situation and okay, breaking breaking laws, not keeping order. Interesting. Simply a comment, Jordan. Go ahead. Hey, I'm just wondering, I've been listening throughout all of uh, the COVID talks that have been going on over the last, you know, 18 months or so in the morning and afternoons. And what I'm getting a lot of from everything that I've heard from this radio station in particular is a lot of one-sided against uh, anybody that doesn't want to conform to what Trudeau and his government's doing. And uh, I, I just don't understand how, you know, we're supposed to be reporting on everything. And in the last, you know, I'd say probably 10 years, a lot of it's all one-sided government pro, not people pro. 
Do you have a, can you give me a specific example, Jordan, from the last 24 hours? Well, like I was just hearing about uh, the last caller was saying, you know, the the truckers and the rally is, you know, breaking laws. Are they? But up until Trudeau passed the wartime measures that he's putting in place now, there were no laws being broken except for peaceful protest. Well, no, you, you could, you, I, look, I, I'm not there, but I'm assuming there's at least one or two things that are parked illegally. Guessing. Oh, oh, 100%. But that's just like anybody that does any other protest. But Jordan, the reason why you support this, but why you see it this way is because you support this protest, right? Oh, no, I don't support it, but I also don't condemn it like I'm hearing a lot of. And so I will ask you the same question I asked another caller. Do you think the proper way to be governed is by those who yell the loudest? To be governed? No, I don't believe that they should be governing anything. But at the same time, when we have nonstop incompetence, nonstop corruption that has been brought out from this Trudeau government... And, and, every, and itself, every other government in front of it. Oh, 100%. Okay. All governments corrupt. But no, not all governments are corrupt. There, there is corruption in all governments. Two very different things. Uh, Martin, quickly, go. Hey, I just wanted to say that um, I feel like I'm losing a friend because I listen to you often. And uh, I'm going to miss you. And it was a great time while you were on the radio. Thank you for being my friend. Okay, Martin, love it. Thank you. I appreciate that call. We'll go back to Guy. Then then there's a guest. Guy, go ahead. Hey, how are you? It's Guy. Guy. I I listen a lot, and I just had to call for the first time because the last uh, caller, two callers ago, was talking about how skewed everything is. And I'm like... I'm one of the guys that's silent. I've been conforming, and I'm just getting tired of everybody who's like, whoa, me, whoa, me. My rights are infringed on. And it's just, I just wanted to share that side of it. Um, I've got a son who's in, I've got two boys who are in Ottawa, and they live downtown. And it's been a nightmare, these truckers. He says, he says it's like a big tailgate party. <laughs> it certainly looks like that from from a distance, Guy. So, well, I hope they get at least a little bit of sleep. Well, yeah, they're young, so <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll have time. But uh, I've appreciated uh, listening to you, and uh, there's a lot of us out here that listen to you that uh, uh, have have different opinions that are uh, that that are going along with every with everybody. So right. anyway, good job. Thanks, Guy. Appreciate, appreciate the call. Now I see. Now this is this is silly. Diana, go ahead. Google, turn off the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you should know how to operate this stuff. Hey. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? I just want to say that I, too, am going to miss you on the radio, but at least I can turn you off when you're there. I can't turn you off here. <laughs> yeah, you... It's a bit of an issue for me. <laughs> there you go. The rim shot's not just for me. Uh, well, you, you know anyway, what? Hun, I just want to say I'm so proud of you and... I'm going to miss all those listeners calling and yakking about us and our life. (laughs) (laughs) And good job on you, honey. I appreciate Pook. Talk to you later. Ah, let's go to Betty. Betty, bring some reality to this. Come on. Listen, man, I'm not going to let this love fest continue any longer. (laughs) (laughs) Great last show, my friend. And uh, I, I have a feeling that this is not the last show. This might be the last show on this station, but uh, I'm pretty uh, pretty sure in my heart that uh, 
that you're not quite done with radio yet. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm done with you. I'm well, even. Yeah, there's that. Uh, it's. I'll tell you this. It feels really good to be able to do a last show. Well, see, yeah, and uh, wow, you can put yourself in the five people in the history of radio <laughs> that have been allowed to do that. Yeah, and then there's two people who actually got their pension. I know yeah. them too. So yeah, it's uh, it's very nice. How are how are things in Elmira, by the way, Betty? How are, are they good? You know what, things in Elmira are very uh, are very snowy, very friendly. Elmira, the friendliest of course, friendly. town ever. Um, we know that. I just want to pass something on to you, Brian, if I sure. can. Yeah, you have a, a loyal listener out there. His name is Andrew Carberry, and I don't think Andrew has ever called. But Andrew is one of your biggest fans. He used to tell me all the time that he would race to his truck to get in from noon so he could sit and listen to you from noon to three. And he said to me one time, he said, I don't think Brian knows or understands how much he's touched people and how much he's helped people in the last couple of years that he's been on 570 News. Oh, that's nice. He also wanted me to find an outlet to get We Love Brian Burke t-shirts. So everybody <laughs> stand by. <laughs> well, you know, we, we do know for a while there were We Love Betty t-shirts, and they went over very, very well. So. 100%, my friend, honey, 100%. Maybe we'll do the I Love Betty and Brian show. At I like that. Any any yes. chance we could bump into each other at a watering hole, watering hole soon? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm thinking maybe a couple hours. Okay. i got nothing doing. All right. Okay. Good. All right. Thanks, Betty. Love. Bye. I always appreciate an update from Betty on how things are going in Elmira. i got to quickly go through this here. Jeff, go ahead. Hi, how's it going today, Brian? It's all right. Listen, I'm telling you, um, good luck on wherever you're going, but, you know, you've put a big, huge thing in my gap of driving to and from work now because I work uh, days and afternoons, and I listen to you when I'm going to work or coming home from work, and now I'll have nothing to listen to. <laughs> no, no, no. So, Try whatever's available, Jeff. You never know. Uh, there's nothing that's going to touch what you got on there and the topics you talk about. And, of course, we have a lot of the same views, which I like. And I don't know what I'm going to do now. I might have to go back to uh, my e-books or something, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be too hard now to do it. I'll probably end up going through withdrawals. Okay, I might Jeff. have to get uh, some, like, uh, detox center for uh, Brian Burke now. Let, let me recommend The Collected Works of Aristotle as an e-book. That should yeah. keep you awake. I, well, yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to fall asleep on the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, thanks for the call. Uh, Bob, go ahead. Uh, it's actually Flo. I don't know what Paul's hearing there, but it's Flo, not Bob. Oh, okay. Hmm, yeah. that's weird. Hey, uh, hey, I just tuned in like a minute ago. What the, what's going on? Where are you going, dude? I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> okay. We we <laughs> had a, we had a, we had a disagreement here about some about you know things that are important in business, and uh, they made their decision. I made mine, which was to leave, and they were nice enough to let me say goodbye. Simple, dude. I had no idea. What, when did you announce this? Uh, well, I started on Monday. Thanks, frequent okay. listener club member. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I work a lot, man. You know, but no, oh, that sucks, man. I work every day. I knew. <laughs> Where are you going to be? Uh, well, I'm not going to be on the radio. So okay. we shall. Let me know, man. We shall be silent You're for like a while. Dean Howard Stern of KW. <laughs> no, well, you know what? And here's a little interesting fact. Well, most people don't know this. Howard Stern is just an absolutely brilliant interviewer. Really oh, is. For sure. One for of the sure. best yeah, interviewers ever. The Ramones back in the day. One of my favorite bands and. uh yeah, he's great, man. He's great. All right, thanks, I Appreciate the call. I right, go to Gary. Gary, go ahead. Good afternoon, Mr. Burke. Uh, Joss and I are, are sitting here, and uh, we were not in our buses today because buses were canceled, and we normally listen to your show, and we're sure going to miss you. Uh, we sure enjoy listening to your show any day, but I have a 
this is my thing. I have a funny feeling that you might be throwing your hat in the ring for the next premium of Ontario because it looks like the timing is right when you're leaving. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me repeat that. No. I just, just thought I would throw it out there. No to mayor, no to MPP, no to council, no to school board. If there was an election for dog catcher, no. Well, how about you could drive a bus for us? We, we, I'm thinking about it, actually. You know how much I enjoy the little darlings. Well, I enjoy picking up at your place every day. They're so <laughs> sweet, those kids. Yeah, they are good kids there. They're always very happy to see the fuzzy dogs. So, Gary, thanks. Be safe out there. Keep driving. And uh, Wendy. Wendy, go ahead. Hello. I just want to wish you well. And so I just going, I only started listening to you a couple of years ago. I was going through cancer treatment. I just want to say how much you brightened my day. On my darkest days, the voice of reason and common sense, and I want to wish you all the best. All right, thank you, Wendy, and I hope that uh, I hope that you're getting through it. All's good. All thank right, you. thanks, Wendy. Appreciate Bye. it. Back to wrap up. No look ahead. Oh, this is Kitchener today on City News Five Seventy. You may be big and fat. More uglier than sin, all the ladies shut you out. You're wondering how to get in. Well, here is my advice for how to make a splash. You can have your pick of gals if you've only got a mustache. A mustache, a mustache, if you've only got a mustache. A mustache, a mustache, a mustache, big mustache, thick mustache, my mustache, your mustache. Say the word, the word mustache. A mustache, a mustache. Now we both have said mustache. So kudos to uh, producer Paulie there who managed to pull the mustache song, which has made a listener very, very happy because they sent me a note a while ago saying, all I want to do is hear the mustache song one more time. If you haven't, if you don't know where the mustache song comes from, it's actually a fairly funny bit, probably the only funny bit out of the movie A Million Ways to Die in the West which came from Seth MacFarlane, who is the guy behind Family Guy, where he's actually funny. Everything else he isn't in. But <laughs> Million Ways to Die in the West. It's not your standard Western, but it does have that particular musical number. Uh, Brittany Bordelon is here, my executive producer. Paulie is here. Again, kudos to him. Do you guys know where all this started? It all started in a 500-watt radio station. That's not true. That is a line from the Mary Tyler Moore Show where Ted Baxter used to say, it all started in a 500-watt, it wasn't a 500-watt radio station. 10,000-watt, so that's pretty good. Um, but I, it actually all started when I was nine. This is true. Do you know how? I was picked to be the master of ceremonies at Oxford at Oxbow Elementary School, just north of London. So it was a, it was a, I don't think there was a kindergarten at that time, not to age myself, but it was a grade one to grade eight school. They picked me, to be the master of ceremonies, I was resplendent, I will say, in my tweed blazer and white turtleneck. <laughs> oh, 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 looked good. Uh, then, a couple of years after that, I won a public speaking contest. Grade 8. There's a picture. I have exceedingly bad hair in that picture. Something I have maintained for the next 50 no, years. your hair is lovely. <laughs> you didn't gel it today, though. I didn't gel it today. That's actually right. Uh, then, a couple of years after that, I think I was 15, I got my first, uh, my first TV experience on Reach for the Top. Let me tell you this, okay? Um, being on the Reach for the Top team, winning the public speaking contest, and being the master of ceremonies does not get you the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Never, except one. Got me one lady. So I guess, you know, in that way, that's all I really needed was one, apparently. Um, and from there, we got... Uh, 
Part-time jobs in radio, full-time jobs in radio. We went from London to Woodstock to Windsor and Waterloo in the space of three years. And then we just sat here. Uh, and there are a million people to thank. Like millions. Colleagues, co-workers, a plethora of co-hosts, even a few management people. Not a lot, but some. <laughs> I have been fired in the past. I don't recommend it, but it happens to everybody in this business. You two have been so good. So much fun to work with. You put up with so much of my crap, especially when you had no idea what you were facing. And Paulie was told I was difficult to work with. It turns out that's true. But still, <laughs> you know, here I am. So uh, my three daughters grew up listening to Dad on the radio, even when they were really uncomfortable when they were teenagers and they didn't want to hear it. They still wanted to hear it. <laughs> my grandkids also had that chance. Mrs. B, of course, who called. Oh, my She shouldn't gosh. have done that. Got Made me, me all weepy. Uh, yeah, got all the feels, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she was there the first time I was on the air. She's here today. Oh, my God. <laughs> so without her, there's no me. Without her, there's no us. Uh, quote Edward R. Murrow. Good night and good luck. But I'm okay now.